Conservative MP for St Albans says Hertfordshire County Council should rethink plans to sell off Bradlett Aerodrome. If the deal goes through, it means developers, Helioslau, will almost certainly get permission to build a huge rail freight depot on the site. Anne Main says she's concerned the council are just looking for a quick way to make some money. This piece of land, 300 acres of Greenbelt, which we don't want built on, if we're going to sacrifice them at all, At any point in the future, it should be for the benefit of the local residents, maybe a new school or hospital or or housing, but not a rail freight site. The insulation industry has warned that 10,000 jobs will be lost if the government goes ahead with reported plans to halve the scope of its energy efficiency scheme, ECO. It says the cuts will be spread around the country, mostly in small local firms. Ministers say details are being discussed. Hundreds of fish are being put into the River Ival in Bedfordshire this morning. Chubb, Dace and Bardell will be released into the river at Tempsford as part of the Environment Agency's plans to restore rivers in the region. Police in Milton Keynes are warning pubs to be prepared for an influx of Coventry City fans at the weekend. More than 6,000 Sky Blues supporters are expected to attend Saturday's match against the MK Dons. A Milton Keynes reporter, Craig Lewis, has more. Police are expecting more than 6,000 Coventry City fans for tomorrow's clash with MK Dons. A message has been sent telling pub owners to contact police if large groups of Coventry supporters gather at their premises. Officers will be deployed throughout the day to deal with any football-related matters. The game kicks off at 3 o'clock. The weather turning into a bright and breezy day after any patchy rain clears away with a high of 11 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I would say it's a vibrant small market town. There's a twang in the accent. Didn't expect that. Uh, really didn't. It's almost an eastern grove comes in. All this week in Leighton Buzzard. I've lived it all my life. I'm a proper Leightonian. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, it's it's Friday. Thank goodness for that. This week felt like it would never end. It's been going on and on and on and on. But now... Friday. Busy show, then it's the weekend, all right? So, three more hours and we can all calm down and relax. Coming up in the next three hours, drivers are following their sat-navs onto the guided busway. Well, Tony Fish is on the case, so what could possibly go wrong? Hemel shopkeepers are furious that roadworks are still damaging trade. Justin Dealey investigates. And we get up to speed with the case of a man who may be jailed for what his friends did. Oh, oh, remember we spoke to, it was Joan, wasn't it? Who's going to be evicted from her hospital bed today. We'll find out what's happening. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. But the question on everyone's lips is, who's going to be the first call of the day? Is it you? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Should we start with a song? Yes. Yes, why, why not? Why not? No better reason than I'm reading a book about the Supreme. So let's listen to them, shall we? You've given me a true love And every day I thank you, love 
Yes, we're all of the opinion here at BBC Three Counties. Diana Ross wasn't the greatest singer. She's kind of a little bit nasally, a little bit whiny. She had the attitude. That's the thing. She had what, what we now, the phrase that's overused, the X Factor on DVD. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, ever since its grand opening in September, we were there. We've been hearing of problems on the Luton to Dunstable busway, the majority of which are down to drivers being divvies. Well, along with bumps and crashes, we've had reports of people blindly following sat-navs onto the track, which, being a track and not a road, then burst their tyres. And before you professionals start rolling your eyes at us amateurs, we're talking about HGVs as well. Yes. So is this just Muppetry or a simple mistake anyone could make? Well, we sent our best driver... Well, a good driver. Well, we sent someone who drives to investigate. Let's see how Tony Fisher got on. Right, pulled over on Midland Road behind the station in Luton. I've uh, set the sat-nav to go to Dunstable. Uh, I'm now going to start the engine, go down Midland Road, come to the traffic lights, and we have to turn left anyway and see if it then asks me to turn up the guided busway. So we've come now up to the track. The nice lady's telling me to turn left. I have no other way of turning. Lights are red. Right, lights going yellow, green. We're off. A lot of traffic. Right, we're now going under the railway bridge. About to cross the guided busway. Now turn right. It's telling me to 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 turn right down the guided busway. It just told me to turn right down the guided busway. And now it's going to take me round the ring road and all the way round. But it did tell me to turn right down the guided busway. That is astonishing. It didn't look like it was going to do that on the map but it did tell me to turn right I think there's confusion at that point I think the traffic system has changed and perhaps you can turn right down a, down another road not necessarily down the busway but it's telling you to go down the busway that's astonishing uh, I'm now shocked we can't turn around and do it again but it's now telling me to go around the ring road but that is astounding that's astounding. Tony, I'm afraid... I know you'll be disappointed to hear this, Tony, but you didn't beat the world record for saying it's telling me to turn right. Uh, you, you're just three shy of the world record, but good attempt. Well, Tony Fisher tells me that while there is a sign with a bus on it as you cross over the crossroads, it's only once you've turned right and faced up the busway that the sign says buses only, by which time it's too late and you become one of the people we get phone calls or photographs of. Well, later on, we'll be speaking to Arriva and Luton Council and asking them to explain themselves. If you've noticed this, if it's happened to you, be brave. Give us a call. 08459 455 555.
The, the, the playing ABC has split the team. Kelly Betts just asked what pantomime is it from. Justin Dealey just messaged me. He's getting, well, very, very excited. You weren't, you weren't digging that, Kelly? <laughs> no, I was just, I, I was reminiscing about the time I heard another song by ABC. But you don't know if that song was by ABC. No. What was the other song they no. did? They did, um, shoot that poison arrow to the <laughs> And uh, uh, something else. But you don't know what the other th- else thing it's is. It's the look. It's the look. Oh, the look of love. love. That's the look. Who sang That's the, the look. song about one, two, three, uh, no. like taking candy from a baby? Who it's sang got that? the line ABC in it. It's not ABC. Oh, is that my confusion? Yeah. Who sang it, though? It's so easy. Like taking candy. I'm so sorry you had to listen to that, but I have to deal with that every day. So, you know, you can tell when I'm a little bit grumpy sometimes, can't you? It's because of... Those Muppets. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Everything's looking pretty good out there at the moment. Everything's very clear. Uh, the M40 cameras in particular. Speed sensor's not picking up any issues either. There are some roadworks going on today, though, that might cause delays in Ivor Heath. That's on Denham Road, where there are some temporary traffic lights around Bangers Road North. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Bangers Road, eh? Huh? Right, 6.16, it's Friday the 29th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sat-navs are leading drivers of cars and lorries to go onto the Luton to Dunstable busway. The government is planning to ask the big six energy firms not to raise prices again before the middle of 2015. Good luck with that. In cricket, England are 152 for six against the chairman's 11 at tea on the first day in Alice Springs. I don't know what that means, a chairman's 11 at tea? The weather becoming brighter as we go through the day with a high of 11 Celsius. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. After some indifferent recent results for our local teams. It looked like a comfortable claim for Mamela That's just poor goalkeeping for me. Gillingham 3, Stevens 2. Tomorrow, everyone will be going for the win. And he just walked away nonchalantly. In the league, there are home matches for Watford, MK Dons and Stevenage with Wickham on the road. And maybe Lady Luck is starting to shine on the Blues. Plus Luton are in FA Trophy first round action. Choose which game you want to listen to tomorrow from right. two with Three County Sports. We're celebrating the magic of ABC today, I've decided, OK? No, no, we are, we are. Uh, what, we're going to celebrate twice then? No, well, t- two and a half <laughs> times. Can we get Martin from ABC on the phone? Martin Fry? No, is that his name? Uh, you, oh. Well, well Googled. OK, Thanks. you can get him then, Kelly. Do you know how hard it is to Google ABC? Lots of other things come up in front of the, the band. Right, well, I know for a fact that Justin Dealey has got... He, he's just sent me a message. I've got a brilliant story behind When Smokey Sings, the, the, the song we just played. I've replied, broadcastable? He's been like, yeah. So, so we've almost got a feature. Justin Dealey tells his uh, When Smokey Sings song, we get Martin Fry on, boom! Boom! Yeah? Have you got his number? Justin's, yeah, somewhere. Have no. you got Martin Fry's number? Um, with, with a BBC. Have you got Martin Fry's number? No. What you s- now? Uh, no. Oh, hang on no. a minute. Yeah, he's not in. <laughs> you what did was just tap just your do? fingers silently or something. <laughs> uh, I saw it. People couldn't hear it. <laughs> like he lives under the table. What a muppet! He doesn't live under the <laughs> table, Catherine. <laughs> that was the phone. Was it? What, the thing is, you've got a phone there, and you didn't even touch it. You touched something else. God blimey. Let, we'll have Martin Fry by the end of the show. OK, have you got we his won't. number? Get, just go, we Google won't, it. We won't, we won't listen and we can't deceive you. It's not going to happen. Just so. type it into a thing and... Oh, well, ABC. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Justin Dealey will have his phone number. OK. By the way, I'm choosing all the music this morning. Isn't Brilliant. it good? No. I'm playing the guitar. <laughs> it's like a, a, a guitar and a keyboard combined. They call That's it the guitar. Thanks, man.
this i've been given carte blanche i've always wanted carte blanche thanks guys to play the music that i'd like to play justin then let me play the music i want to play yes yes come sir. On. i've got a great i've got a great one coming up next come on I, I tell you what, let me give you the introduction me, to it on, right tease me see you see if you can guess what this is i know yeah. you're, you're good you know you know your tunes oh yeah so see if you can guess what this is right have a, have a quick listen i'm gonna play two seconds ready steady go Oh, what, yes. What is it? 1980s classic, The Glory of Love. <laughs> you see? Oh, beautiful. I see. I've got, I've got good taste. What I'm doing is we've got a computer here that's got all the records in the world. Well. 500, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. My jukebox has and, got one million. All right. <laughs> it's not the size that counts. Mm. It's the quality. No, it is the size. Why haven't okay. we got your jukebox on this show? Because it's special to me. I'm not lending my jukebox to you. How rude. You'd ruin it. I'll, I'll ruin you in a minute. Mm. How rude. Now, so what I'm doing is I'm just typing in what, like a random letter into the artist. So I've just typed in uh, P mm. there. Search 
Peter Satira, Glory of Love. Come up, brilliant, Bosh. Yeah. Have some of it. Get in there. Uh, can you tell us your ABC when Smokey sings song? Uh, yeah. Sorry? What, what, what now? Well, it's, it, is it broadcastable? Uh, yes, it is. Um, ABC when Smokey sings. I'm going back to what, um, uh, the 1990s. It was my first lad's holiday to Magaluf. Oh, thank, oh, yeah. right. Does, does it involve the band, ABC? Um, well, what, the song, the track? But so, d- you, d- it's not a story about the band? No, it's a story, it's a story right. about the song. OK, we, we, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do it later. OK. Now, last month we told you how shopkeepers in Hemel were hopping mad about roadworks. I just thought it was about the band. No. OK. Can we do it um, sort of about half past twelve? Um, yeah, if you want to, no problem. On the Nick Coffer Show? Yeah, no worries. Now, last month we told you how shopkeepers in Hemel were hopping mad about roadworks that were overrunning and killing trade. Two councils, Decorum Borough and Hertfordshire County, agreed it was terrible. But when we asked which one had the power to put a rocket under the construction company responsible, whose workers were frequently spotted reading the paper and walking their dogs, well, they both pointed the finger at each other. But they said the roadworks would definitely be gone by now in time for the Christmas rush. Justin... Have the roadworks definitely gone by now in time for the Christmas rush? No, that is not the case. Um, We were told by Hearts Highways on your show what they were going to do was remove all of the roadworks by mid-November so the Christmas tray could could get started and then they would come back next year. To be fair, Ian, this whole project has been an absolute disaster. Now, since Hearts Highways appeared on your show, Decorum Borough Council sent uh, the residents there and also the shopkeepers a letter saying that the roadworks would be removed by today. Ah. So we have seen that letter. I was down the old town yesterday talking to one of the traders, Fiona Rolls, and here's what happened. Well, Fiona, we're standing on the high street at the old town in Hemel. These roadworks are meant to be removed by close of play on Friday. Just describe to our listeners what you can see. Um, I'm standing outside Alberto's the Italian restaurant, which has finally had his hole filled in after about three months. Um, We're looking at a half-finished parking bay and incomplete paving area as well. And I cannot honestly see that they can get it completed by tomorrow. Not at all. How does that make you feel? Um, Upset that they've ignored the fact that this is our busiest time of the year and that no real effort has been made to be finishing off. I mean, we're now at lunchtime... Why are they not working during the lunch hour? Why, then, why is there not a second team working to allow one to have a break and one to carry on? Whenever I've been here, the workforce haven't been working. Yeah. I've had to get them to go back to work myself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, of course, it's getting dark now. They'll be packing up by four. So we've literally got three more hours today plus tomorrow, weather permitting, of course. So just remind our listeners how long this has been going on for now. Uh, the work started middle of June... And the schedule was originally 22 weeks. So we're now, I think, about three or four weeks over that deadline. And, of course, there's still at least a third to be done. The public think the old town is closed. That's the problem. Since this has started, have you lost thousands rather than hundreds? Um, Hard to quantify, but I would say it is approaching that now. Only this week, Monday, I had um, a customer in who was bringing a friend to my shop for the first time. Um, they got caught in traffic at the bottom and after 20 minutes gave up, you know, so I haven't seen the friend, so a potential new client that I lost. You are so desperate like the traders here for your Christmas trade. If it's not good for you in the next few weeks, could you unfortunately go out of business? Um, I would have to think very seriously because you can't continue to lose money um, and you don't want to get into debt to carry on. Um, And you also have to think very much so that 
when it does restart how long it will take to actually build the business once again Um, and realistically I would say that when the works are completed um, maybe February March time it's going to take me probably another six months to get myself up and running again. A couple of final points Uh, the council have given out free parking vouchers that's one thing and you have been offered compensation which you all wanted before I'm going to ask a very personal question now how much have you been offered by the council in terms of compensation? Um, It was based on our rateable value um, and I had the lowest amount offered which is £1,000 So for all of this disruption you've been offered £1,000 you must feel pretty sick about that Yeah because it's it's nothing is it it's immaterial in comparison to what you have lost Um, and not everyone's getting it so the office based businesses aren't eligible to claim, it's only the shops and the restaurants and the pubs Final question Hearts Highways They are going to be listening to this. We've invited them onto the programme. What would you like to say to them? Um, Please don't do this to any other business community when you're planning a regeneration area in the future. And help us now by making sure that it works to schedule post-Christmas and there's no more hiccups. Now, Justin, you said it it does look slightly better. Mm. Um, but the roadworks are still there. They are still there. You know, I, I need to be fair this morning to the council and, of course, uh, to Jackson's the contractor. Um, looking at the old town yesterday in the afternoon and again last night, things are slowly but surely getting back to normal. But, of course, this project should have been completed weeks ago. Uh, the talk is today the roadworks are going to be removed and then, of course, they're going to come back next year. And you've heard from traders, not just today, but, but, but in weeks gone by, that that this has cost them so much money, so much frustration. They just want the whole thing out of the way so they can get back to normal and try to make some money again. Well, later on in the show, we'll be hearing from the leader of Decorum Borough Council, uh, Councillor Andrew Williams, if you want to put your points to him, 08459 455555. And Justin, Mm. uh, as as you probably know, our new bosses have said that the public own the BBC. I'm sorry for laughing, but they, you know, okay, we can go along with that if if that's what they want. Um, So we're going to put it on Facebook. People can vote. I know my boss are in terror now. You're having a vote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, people can vote whether they want to hear your um, uh, ABC When Smokey Sings story. So uh, you've got 20 seconds. Yeah. Sell it. Why should people want to hear this? Oh, I'm getting a bit concerned now. Um, because um, why should people want to hear it? Because it's a great ABC story and it's a story about how music is always king. That's all I'm going to say. Music wow. is always king and if somebody can't appreciate good music, I'm sorry. Jog on. <laughs> Justin, facebook.com forward slash BBC3C. I'll go and have your say. Do you want to hear Justin's ABC story? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still quiet on the major routes out there at the moment. The A5 has a slow patch northbound as you pass Dunstable and Harpenden's also looking a little bit slow in both directions on the High Street as you approach Station Road. Uh, Roadworks might cause some delays in Beerton later. Aylesbury Road has temporary traffic lights between Burcott Lane and Parsons Lane. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. Bus drivers say something needs to be done to prevent people driving down the Luton to Dunstable busway before someone gets hurt. They say lorries and cars are ending up on it by mistake. 
The government's planning to ask the big six energy firms not to raise prices again before the middle of 2015. That's unless there's a significant move in wholesale energy costs. The family of a Luton man jailed for 18 years for his part in the Birmingham riots say they will continue their fight against his sentence. Wayne Collins-Taylor takes his appeal to the High Court one week from today. The weather, cloudy this morning but turning brighter this afternoon with maybe some sunshine, a high of 11 Celsius. On to sport and in the European League, Tottenham Hotspur secured a 2-0 win against Tromso in Norway. Swansea lost 1-0 at home to Valencia, but they only need one more point to go through. Wigan were beaten 2-1 at home by Zolte Weragem. MK Dons manager Carl Robinson is asking supporters to help the team get through their sticky patch. The Dons come up against Coventry this weekend at Stadium MK, with the visitors expected to bring nearly 8,000 fans. Robinson wants his own supporters to help his side. This is difficult at the moment for us all. We don't want to be where we are. We may lose, we may draw, we may win Saturday. That's in the hands of what we do at three o'clock. Listen, the preparation will be as good as it always is. Yeah. Um, but we need you just for, just for this period of time. Get us over the line. Get us through games. In late loan deals yesterday, MK Dons loaned striker Isel McLeod to Northampton and defender John Osterenbor to Tranmere. Earlier, the Dons signed Barnsley winger Dale Jennings. Luton Town are being loaned defensive trio Alfie Mawson, Joe Davis and Pelly Ruddock from Brentford, Port Vale and West Ham respectively. Meanwhile, the Hatters loaned JJ O'Donnell to Hyde and Jim Stevenson to Dartford. In the Championship tomorrow, Watford are at home to Yeovil. In League Two, Wickham are at Dagnum and there are FA Trophy ties for Luton, St Albans, Alsey and Chesham. Plans for a breakaway European club rugby union tournament have received a blow after France's top clubs changed their minds. They have now voted to stay in the Heineken Cup. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with the full bulletin at seven. Call 08459 455 555. Here we go. Counties Radio. So, going to be looking at the papers in a minute if if Catherine Boyle ever comes... Have you finished coughing? Just about. Go on, have a quality street. That'll sort it out. (laughs) Uh, um, 08459 <coughs> <four> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry 08459 oh, is the telephone number if you want to take part I'm particularly keen I found an interesting story here, we'll do it in a second I'm particularly keen to hear from you if you're ginger I've got two ginger nephews does that count? Well, how old are they? Babies Too young Oh. I, want, I want someone to phone up if they're ginger. I want to talk to them. 08459 455 555. I'm choosing all the music today. And boy, I'm choosing good music. Don't cry. I know it's, it's a great... It's quite romantic though, isn't it? I know. Should I t- put my top back on or...? Oh, I wish you would. Put the light on as well. Oh dear. Tonight it's very clear As we're both lying here There's so many things I want to say
That's a powerful song, isn't it? Isn't it powerful? Do you know what I really love about that? Go on. Key change. Oh. Good night and that one. Oh, that was good. That was yeah, good. That, yeah you've got to grab the air when you do that. Yeah, but you've got to pull the air down towards you. Right, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Ball's over there. Hello. Don't give her any attention. Just makes her worse. <gasps> now, I asked for uh, a ginger person to call in. Uh, Dennis and Dunstable, are you ginger? I don't know. I've been bald for so long, I've forgotten what okay. colour my hair was. Well, we've got Liz and Luton. Hello, Liz. Hi there. Now, you are ginger. Well, I, I am naturally ginger. It has a little bit of enhancement these days. Oh, how do you... In, in what way do you enhance it? A well-known chemical product for bought, bought on the high street. I see. Grecian 2000. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, do you, have you suffered abuse for being ginger? I got teased a lot, yes. And you can't be anonymous. How did it make you feel when you were being teased? Uh, when I was younger, it, it, it was a problem. I think as I've got older, I just think, well, you know, I've got something that nobody else has got. <laughs> In a funny kind of way. Because people, children are little so-and-sos, and they, they find differences and turn them into weaknesses, and they have a yeah. go. Uh, well, there's there's a there's a story in the paper today. It's very sad. There's a dad whose whose father uh, uh, his daughter killed herself because she was being bullied because right. she was ginger, and he is saying make ginger taunts a hate crime. Now I've heard this argument before from um, Mick Hucknall, who said that being called a ginger or a ginge was as bad as racism, and I kind of laughed at that at the time. But has he got a point? Well. I, I guess things have got worse since I was a child. I, I will admit that because I have seen reports where people have been seriously harmed by the taunts and everything. I think for me it was mild teasing. Mm. The thing I think I probably am more cross about these days is that teachers did it too. It wasn't just the kids. And what kind of things were the teachers saying? Well, when I was about, well, I was in junior school, so pre 11 standing over me in the playground, sort of rubbing their hands and saying, oh, that'll keep me warm. Um, and, you know, it's just silly stuff. I don't know where um, it comes from, though. It's a hair colour. I think it's a rather beautiful hair colour. Well, what... I'm now very proud of it, which is why I use a chemical product. Well, exactly. You get a lot of women these days, you know. I, I like d- dyeing my hair now and again, and I do like a bit of a reddy tinge. Yeah. What, so yeah. what, what happens in between us being kids and growing up? That means that all of a sudden we just see it as a hair colour. We did. Well, being completely honest, my wife and I did, before we had our kids, what if they're ginger? That conversation came up, partly tongue, primarily tongue in cheek, but the fact that that's still there. Who's that silly gobby woman who bangs on and winds everyone up the wrong way? Katie. Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Because she came out and said that that it's almost impossible to love. A ginger baby. That's ridiculous. Well, that, that's horrible. Well, she's well. She, I mean, she does it so that you and I end up talking about her on the radio. So in a way, she's winning. But it, it, do we need? I mean, it's, it says here. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, he's called the father of uh, Mr. Farrell, whose daughter Helena killed herself. He's called for a change in the law to make it illegal to discriminate against people because of their hair colour. So that calling someone a ginge would be the same as using the N word or the P word, ultimately. But then what, what about all the jokes about blondes? I mean, would they have yeah. to go as well? <laughs> well, it's, it's a, a, a good point. Liz, I appreciate your call this morning. Thank you very much. Okay. There we go. 08459 455 555. It's an interesting one. I've always kind of been a bit, oh, yeah, get over it. But this, I mean, this, this reading in this story, she was being bullied on other levels as well. But that seemed to be uh, a key factor. That this, I mean, this beautiful girl, look, she's stunning. Um, and she was uh, found dead, and her dad's calling for a law in the change to make it illegal to discriminate against people with, with different hair colour.
I don't know. Is that is that a step too far? Is that taking things too far? I, the N word and the P word. Yeah, of course we don't want that kind of stuff. But ginger, I, I don't know. I think as adults we forget how bad it is when yes. we were a kid. Yes, we do. And oh. how things like that can make your life an absolute misery. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm keen to hear your mm. thoughts on this, Dennis. You've joined us. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Dennis. Little girl next door is she's got beautiful auburn hair. Yes. Not ginger. It's the darkish red. She looks garbly glamorous. She's only a youngster. I don't hate anybody insult her, believe you me. But people do, don't they? I've I've done it when I was younger. Yeah, well I was blonde when I was young and I get you you know think I'm a fairy. Do you, uh, do, you, do you ever consider wearing a wig? If I was completely bald, I've got a friend who's bald, he went bald about 20, and he has a collection of comedy wigs. doesn't wear them, you know... <laughs> doesn't wear them seriously. No, he doesn't wear them seriously, but every now and then you'll go around his house and he'll just have, like, this big sort of blonde bouffon on, or, or a perm, you know, like a, like a kind of um, wet-cut perm. Do you ever, would you ever do that, Dennis? I have done on holiday, actually. Yeah? For comedy, when we had to get dressed up as ladies, and so? I found a beautiful wig. I can't remember what colour it was now, but I've got a photograph somewhere. Dennis, you sound like you're enjoying that a bit too much. No, I was had some fun. The funny thing was, the lad who won it, won the contest, was an ex-Royal Marine just come out of the Marines. There was a Chinese lad there as well. We got to, and a German fella who had a beard, but he was dressed up as a lady. So there you go. M- multinational transvestism. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, hang on a second. Bill's uh, on the line. Morning, Bill. Good morning. Bill, are you ginger? Yes. Do you think we should make it uh, it, it, more of a a serious charge if you call someone ginger? It would be the same as racial discrimination? No, 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 God, no. Do you think we're maybe a little bit too too serious about this? Yeah. Where are you calling from, Bill? Is it 1983? Bill Van. Not a clue. Bill Van. Not a clue. Uh, have we, we've only got about 30 seconds for the papers, Kath. OK, you... quickly then. New fathers to win right to share years parent leave. Fair enough. Right. Uh, that's on the Times. Daily Telegraph. Uh, hang on, let's get Dennis one word, literally one word on that story, please. Well, I mean... One off. word. A word. Good. Excellent. The Daily Telegraph national shame of dementia diagnosis left less of half of those suffering from the condition are officially recognised by the NHS. Dennis, one word. One word, Dennis! Sorry. He's sorry? Okay, yep, yep. There you go. Man who threw away £5 million on the hard drive of his old laptop. Daft. Anything else? Big freeze to last three months, says the Daily Express. Dennis? Yes. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Harpenden is still looking slow on the sensors. That's in both directions on High Street as you approach uh, Station Road. There are queues northbound as well. In Bricketwood, the north orbital is heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Some roadworks that will cause some delays later in Milton Keynes. The A5 Fenny Stratford bypass has a lane closed for junction improvements on the roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 6.45, Friday the 29th of November. Do give us a call if you're ginger, or if um, you've got friends and family who are ginger. Should we be a little bit more, um, I don't know, st- serious about it as, as a form of insult? We should categorise it the same as the P and the N-word. 
almost racial abuse. 08459 455 555. We'll get to those calls in a bit. In the meantime, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bus drivers say someone's going to get hurt if people continue to drive onto the Luton to Dunstable busway by mistake. The government's planning to ask the big six energy firms not to raise prices again before the middle of 2015. And in football, Tottenham won 2-0 at home against Tromso in the Europa League. 08459 555. Let's get the weather now. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. It's a reasonably mild start to the day across the three counties this morning. We've got seven, eight degrees through the morning rush hour. Lots of cloud around, quite grey and murky to start the day. But there's good news for the afternoon. It will be brightening up some clearer air coming our way. It should be mostly dry, apart from perhaps a little bit of drizzle through this morning. That will be it, though, in terms of wet weather. So some sunny spells emerging by the time we get into the afternoon, along with a fairly brisk northwesterly wind. That's just going to take the edge off the afternoon temperatures, making it feel a touch cooler. Highs today of around 8 or 9 degrees, which is of course 48 in Fahrenheit. Now as we head through into the evening and the overnight period, it's going to stay mostly dry. A few isolated showers perhaps around at times. Still quite windy, temperatures down to 4 or 5 degrees. For the weekend it's looking dry, but it's also looking really rather cloudy, although there will be some brightness, particularly over parts of Buckinghamshire, I think uh, on Saturday perhaps even some spells of sunshine. But the further east you go, the cloudier it's going to be. That's the Thank you. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour. Later today, I'm wrapping up warm and making my way to Leighton Buzzard. Our Big Tour is currently in the Bedfordshire market town, and I'm going along to see the launch of their Christmas weekend. I'll bring you all the sights and sounds, including runners who are taking part in a Santa Dash, speaking to the locals who are brightening up the railway station, and bringing you live music from Cedars Upper School. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour. Today from midday in Leighton Buzzard Town Centre. Yes. Uh, BBC Introducing Track, Kelly Betts, what is BBC Introducing? How can people get involved and what have we got today? Is it good? Hi, Hi yes, there. all of those things. BBC Introducing is a show that shows off the talent we have in Beds, Hearts and Bucks and there's a lot of it. This track is by George Ezra. He was born in Hertford and went to school in Hertfordshire. He um, is, I think it's about 20 or something. He's getting a lot of play- playlist. Is that He's getting a lot of plays. Does that make sense? He's getting played quite a lot on Radio 1. And uh, he is our introducing track of the week this week. And here's his track, Budapest. My house in Budapest, my my hidden treasure chest. Golden grand piano, my beauty focus me on you. Ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. My acres of a land. I have achieved It may be hard for you to Stop and believe But for you Ooh, you Ooh, I'd leave it all Ooh, for you Ooh, you Ooh, I'd leave it all and Give me one good reason Why I should never make a change The list goes on If you just say the words I'll up and run on to you Ooh, you Ooh, I'd leave it all 
I want to feel. My friends and family, they don't understand. They fear they'll lose so much if you take my hand. But for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd lose it all. Oh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd lose it all. It's telling me to turn right. My hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beautiful Castillo. You, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. Ooh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. It's telling me to turn right. I enjoyed that. I that was good. That was uh, Budapest. Our introducing track of the week by Hartford's George Ezra. But did you, the, the introduction sounded vaguely familiar. Have a listen to this. Desmond has a barrel in the marketplace. Marley is a singer in a band. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna rip off, rip off from the best. Although maybe not from Obladi Oblada. But that was a great song. Thank you very much. Excellent stuff indeed. 08459 four double five five double fives. Is it time we were a little bit more caring and sensitive towards ginger people? Uh, a young girl has, uh, uh, has committed suicide because of bullying. A lot of it revolved around the colour of her hair. Or do you think that people need to just... Oh, get over yourselves, for goodness sakes. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Keen to hear from you. If you are ginger, what problems you've had, you feel like you're discriminated against? 08459 455 555. Now, one week uh, today, Wayne Collins-Taylor from Luton takes his appeal to the High Court. He was imprisoned for 18 years under the controversial law of joint enterprise for his part in the Birmingham riots. Mr Collins never held or fired a gun or took any active part in the rioting, but was found guilty of possession of a firearm with intent to endanger life. Wayne's aunt Debbie Taylor has led a campaign for two years to free her nephew. Our reporter Richard Williams spoke to her ahead of the appeal. Wayne was just such a strong character... Real family man, family orientated, loved his job. He was a really successful barber. He did a really good course as a student. Everybody in the shop in Studio 10 in Luton are just absolutely stunned with what's happened to Wayne. Danny, you one of Wayne's friends, you used to cut hair together. Yeah, I've known Wayne from uh, 
when he was young and when he first came to the barbershop to learn how to cut hair. And he's a very good lad. So I've known him for years. He's just a very good, quiet and a very shy guy. But he always comes and he loves his job and he comes in and do his thing. When the riots took place two years ago, Danny, were you surprised when you heard about how Wayne had got caught up in it? Yeah, I was quite shocked he was even there because uh, I think a day before he came into the barbershop and uh, he had his hair cut by one of the guys in here. So when later on I came back to work and I heard that Wayne was caught in that, I was quite shocked. And since then, obviously, people who have come in the shop here, they'll have known Wayne, they'll have been sort of following his case. What have people been saying in the shop? The whole town is shocked. The whole town is shocked. Such a good lad and a very quiet, love his job. For, I, I can't understand. I don't know why he got himself there. I don't know what happened. I think everyone would be agreed the length of the sentence for the joint enterprise of 18 years is a long sentence. But looking back on that night as Wayne's auntie and Wayne himself, do you think he regrets being there and do you think there was a certain amount maybe of naivety on Wayne's part that he allowed him to get himself sucked into that situation? Absolutely. I can, hand on my heart, say that Wayne feels if he could turn that clock back, he would never have gone there. He's had a massive self-realisation that he shouldn't have been there. Wayne's mum, Tina, she must be very anxious about the coming week. Yes, Tina's extremely anxious. She's very edgy at the moment. I speak to her daily and... Honestly, I'm really anxious. The appeal will be one week today in the High Court. Mm -hmm. You're obviously speaking to Wayne regularly. What's his state of mind at the moment? Wayne's anxious. We can hope, you know, but like I said, I won't ever give up. The most shocking thing about the whole case and what's happened to Wayne is 18 years does not justify his actions. I read and I see in the news these high-profile cases of individuals who have murdered their own kids, raped, abused, and they get less. So if that's the UK justice system, I'm totally confused and they're hugely contradictive because it's not right to put somebody away for 18 years for merely being on the streets when there was unrest because the whole of those streets that night, including in London, in Tottenham and the whole of Birmingham and other cities, where are all the others that were on the streets? Why were they not arrested? Oh, wait, 459 Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby again Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter When she wrote me she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once or more Anyway, yeah, give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a little When she wrote me a letter, said she couldn't 
Anti-clockwise starting to look heavy at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. In Brickettwood, the North Orbital is moving slowly at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Taking a quick look at the speed sensors, the A6 southbound quite slow approaching Barton Leclay. And then also the A5 is slow in both directions past Dunstable. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, expertly done. Thank you very much indeed. Right. Lots coming up in the next hour of the show, including... Do you think we should take abuse directed towards ginger people a little bit more seriously? If it's affected you, give me a call, 08459 455 555. And Justin Dealey's got a story to tell us about ABC. Do you want to hear it or not? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, cars are straying onto the Luton to Dunstable busway, roadworks at Hemel Old Town due to be gone by the end of the day and hundreds of fish being introduced into a river in Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bus drivers say something needs to be done to prevent people driving down the Luton to Dunstable busway before someone gets hurt. They say lorries and cars are ending up on it by mistake and sometimes because their sat-nerves direct them along it. Tony Fisher spoke to these bus drivers. Well, I was coming from Chorlin and I see a car on the other side. On the busway? Yeah. Over a five-day over a five day period, you'll probably get one a day for four days. Uh, there's one up there this morning. Um, changing his tyre because he blew his tyres out. It's, something's got to be sorted because someone's going to get hurt. The political battle over rising energy bills is set to intensify, with the government and Labour both attempting to seize the initiative. The big six energy firms have been asked by ministers not to put up prices for consumers before the next general election, assuming there isn't a rise in wholesale gas and electricity costs. At the same time, the Labour leader, Ed Miliband, will claim that if elected, he'll launch the biggest shake-up of the energy market since privatisation. The Conservative MP for St Albans says Hertfordshire County Council should rethink plans to sell off Radlett Aerodrome. If the deal goes through, it means developers Helio Slough will almost certainly get permission to build a huge rail freight terminal on the site. Anne Main says she's concerned the council were just looking for a quick way to make some money. This piece of land, 300 acres of greenbelt, which we don't want built on, if we're going to sacrifice them at all, At any point in the future, it should be for the benefit of the local residents, maybe a new school or hospital or or housing, but not a rail freight site. A report on plans to revive the town centres of Britain says the scale of work required could be compared with the rebuilding carried out after the Second World War. The report says existing high streets contain too many shops and new sources of funding will have to be found to redevelop them. 
The roadworks in the Hemel Hempstead Old Town are due to be suspended today. The £1.3 million scheme to put in a one-way system will resume in the new year, allowing shopkeepers to take advantage of Christmas trade. Shopkeeper Fiona Rolls says she's been offered compensation for the disruption. It was based on our rateable value um, and I had the lowest amount offered, which is £1,000. It's nothing, is it? It's immaterial in comparison to what you have lost. Hundreds of fish are being put into the River Ival in Bedfordshire this morning. Chub, dace and barbel will be released into the river at Thamesford as part of the Environment Agency's plans to restore rivers in the region. And in football, MK Dons manager Carl Robinson is asking supporters to help the team get through their sticky patch as they play Coventry this weekend at Stadium MK. The weather turning into a bright and breezy day after any patchy rain clears away with a high of 11 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Jane. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Leighton Buzzard. It's retained its market town character, which is important to me. It's a great community. Everybody's welcome. Well, market day's a good day. Market day, get a go here. And it's just got a nice feel about it, actually. And I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Leighton Buzzard. BBC Three Counties Radio. Weekend starts in one hour and 56 minutes. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Lots to cram in before then, including drivers are following their sat-navs onto the guided busway. Unbelievable. We're hearing more and more stories. If you have any stories about seeing anything other than a bus on the busway, then do get in touch. Hemel shopkeepers are furious that roadworks are still damaging trade. Justin Dealey's been looking into this. Plus, the, the sad story in the newspapers today of a young girl who killed herself, partly over the bullying she received because she was ginger. Well, has it affected you? Have you done it? 08459 555555. Would you want to go out with someone who was ginger? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, we're celebrating the magic of the pop group ABC. How's the hunt for Martin Fry going? Uh, Yeah, he's not in. What do you mean he's not in? Don't, that's not a phone call, that's... You've not called him, have you? I have an update. Yes. We've got his number. That's the first step to ringing him. Okay, well, why don't we do... What's the second step? Ringing him. Wait D- until he's up, because these podcasts well, don't seven. get up now. Ring at no. seven. What time do you ring... Okay, what time do we ring Martin at Fry? At least half seven, quarter to eight. At okay. least, at the earliest. Okay, so which one of you is going to do that? Kelly. I'll do it. Okay. Like, hi, is that Martin? I'm so, I'm so sorry to call you. Shh, You'll it. never guess what we're talking about. ABC. Ian is a big fan. Are you free to cut? You're not. Oh, uh, uh, bye. Oh. Hung up. <laughs> oh well, thanks for trying anyway. <laughs> Cheers for trying. Like the minute you didn't try. That was just you pr- practicing. Yeah, practicing. Well, we, warming up. Okay, we'll have him on before nine o'clock, there. Yeah. Hopefully. Excellent stuff, indeed. There you go. 
Uh, and if you want to hear Justin Dealey's uh, ABC story, then um, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I'm worried. It involves lads uh, on a holiday island. That's the thing. I've heard some of his Magaluf stories. I don't know whether they're suitable. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I would like to keep this job. I've heard the story. Yeah. Boring. Oh, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Can I just say... Um, after the respect at work course yesterday, which I was unable to attend, you couldn't be bothered to go to. Got no respect for you, Kelly. But Kelly Betts, Hiya. well done you. Do you know what I've just noticed? What's that? Every time you want to speak, you raise your hand. I do. Yeah. 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 Betts. Uh, yes. Oh, you're just showing I me raising your hand. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Fine. Fine. Now, sat navs. We talked about. Oh no. Let's talk. Let's go to George first. I do apologise, George. You're ginger. Is that correct? Uh, hello. Hello. Yes, George. Yep. You're you're ginger, are you? Uh, yeah. And you sound like a comparatively young man. How old are you? I'm 19. Well, well, good for you. I remember being 19. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was also it a is. lifetime ago. Uh, well, do you get abuse or, or, or anything like that because of the colour of your hair? Um, yeah. And how does it make you feel, George? Um, strange, because I used to get it at school and I used to like come home upset about it, like, from first school, nursery, to middle school, to... Secondary school, yeah. And then school. when you leave, when you leave that sort of environment, you like feel well. It's an adult life now. You're away from that sort of immature environment. But you get it at the workplace. I've oh. even got it in the street, and even the army. I got um, on social media sites like um, Vine. Yes. Uh, it's a six-second like video app Seven. where I make little stupid videos. Yeah. And I got um, one from. Some guys in the army calling me um, Ginger. See you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, hang on. And you're not in the army. No, I was uh, going to join the army uh, as a medic. Right. But would these gentlemen have known you were going to join the army, or they just randomly decide to call you a Ginger C bomb? Yeah. Wow. Just random. And what do people say to you in the streets? Um. Sniggering, like I was in, I was in a shop a few weeks ago, yeah. and they were just laughing at me. I don't know why. Um, and I turned around, I was like, "Have you got a problem or something?" And it's just annoying because um, if they don't know you, they'll just love to love to like pick fun of you. They don't know anything mm. about you. You could have had the, the, a really bad day, and they don't know what that person's like, who they're picking on. They can be like a loose cannon. And punch him, or and were these adults that were laughing uh, at you in the shop? Uh, it was uh, young people. Yeah, but uh, like when I go out with my friends, like uh, out in Milton Keynes, it's quite when people start drinking. Yeah, like their opinions come across without their brain actually engaging. Yes, yes. So, do you think we need to start taking it, uh, it a little bit more seriously? And, and uh, uh, offensive terms for ginger people and, and bullying should be considered the same, possibly as you know, as racism. Yeah, racism. It is discrimination, but I don't think it's seen as um, as bad because it is being made fun of in the ginger, like mm. uh, in the sorry ginger in the um, media with uh, like. Shows like Catherine Tate, uh, the Catherine Tate show years ago. Because oh, yeah. when I used to stick up for myself at school, they were like, oh, go and get your banners out. Oh. Start. Oh, I'm just, it was just a bit annoying. Um, I'm also looking into a career in the police. So it really kind of like uh, helped me try and kick 
like the ginger discrimination thing and back it a bit. George, I appreciate your call this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Now, when you hear someone like George, 19-year-old lad... Oh, bless him. He thought, because I'm so old, he'd explain what Vine was to me. <laughs> I know, I'm kind of getting to that age. George, thank you. 19-year-old lad, he's getting abused when he goes into a shop. He's posting videos online, and members of the army, not known for their um, good manners and political correctness, are sending him abuse. Sasha's texting, I'm Ginger, and in school, I got a few comments here and there. Even my dad used to tease me, saying that the roof was on fire. But now I'm 22, and I only get lovely comments from people, hairdressers especially. I used to hate my hair colour, but now I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it's different for women and men. I think. I think. I'm not totally sure. I need your help on that. 08459 455 555. We discussed sat-navs versus maps this week. I'm a big fan of the sat-nav. Why would you use a map? Well, it turns out that the sat-navs could be getting some people into trouble. They're ordering motorists, ordering, onto the Luton to Dunstable guided busway. And many, including HGV drivers, are doing exactly as they're told. It's uh, driving the bus drivers crackers, and they fear it's a matter of time before a blunder becomes a serious accident. Well, Tony Fisher grabbed a word with them. Well, I've seen, well, I was coming from Chorlin, and I see a car on the other side. On the busway? Yeah. So what happened? Well, I sort of flashed him and he got off because it comes to a normal road then, yeah? Yeah. He went up Chorl End and then went off. So he went, he went pretty much all the way down the guided busway by car? Yeah. Well, so he got to Chorl End. What did you think of that? Well, I thought it was a bit stupid, really. Because <laughs> it does say at the bottom that there's a car trap. But, but if you're following your sat-nav and you don't know it's a guided busway, you're going to end up going down it. Yeah, but you'd know... Sense will tell you that it's the guided buses because it does have on the floor as well that it's buses yeah. only. You're going to know when you're on it. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen a lot of cars going up the guided busway? Um, yeah, I'd say one a day. Sometimes, yeah, over a five over a five day period, you probably get one a day for four days. Uh, there's one up there this morning, uh, changing his tyre because he blew his tyres out. So, do you think there should be better signage or? What should they do? I mean, they can't uh, change the sat-navs, obviously, they, can we? They can't change the sat-navs, but um, I reckon bollards in the road, which number plate recognition for the buses, which then drop down for the buses that are across, and then go back up when the buses have gone. Yeah, other than that, um, I've seen Arctic lorry on there. You've seen an Arctic on there? Yeah, I saw an Arctic on there. When was that? Um, i trying to think what it was. It was this, this week. Um, this week, Ian Lee mentioned it on his show, but as I say, I, I saw it on there. The foreign driver again got on at Sainsbury's in Dunstable and basically uh, was trying to reverse off because he knew where he'd gone wrong and he's trying to get his Arctic lorry off the busway. Um, as I say, I, I passed that. Uh, I've seen uh, a car travelling up there. I, stole, I saw, actually, I saw a stolen car travelling up there. Someone stole a car from the car park and they thought they'd take the busway to get out with the stolen car and... Uh, Lucky the police were waiting the other end for. So, yeah, many tales. It's, so it's got to be sorted because someone's going to get hurt. Tony Fisher, thank you very much. We can speak now to Lindsay Frostick from Arriva, which is one of the companies operating along the busway. Uh, Lindsay, we're hearing so many, we're getting so many calls of uh, motorists going onto the busway. There seem to have been quite a few incidents. Um, there have been a number of incidents, but we need to make it quite clear that not all of the incidents are a result of SatNav directing people on there. Oh. Um, some people are trying their luck, I think you'd call it, and not necessarily realising that there's car traps either end and thinking it's a quick way out of town or into town. Um, 
And are there enough one... signs? Are there enough signs there, Lindsay, telling people you can't drive down here? Well, I had a look yesterday because, I mean, I've always felt there are enough signs, but I did go and have another look yesterday just to kind of reassure myself. And you have to completely ignore a lot of signs to get onto the busway. You have to ignore four-foot lettering in the road. You have to ignore a sign saying car traps and then actually drive over the car trap as well. Mm. Now, a lot of that you wouldn't do accidentally. You don't accidentally go down the one one-way street the wrong way, and that has a sign either side so um sat navs are a guide they the drivers to this accept all responsibility for wherever they're traveling mm. so you're driving with huge care you cannot accidentally get on the busway is it causing much disruption overall no it isn't there's been a couple of instances where some drivers had to be bibbed off but as soon as you've got a bus coming behind you at a few fast speed, you should get out of the way and generally we don't see them people again and people who have caused damage or or have been had to be rescued off they are then being followed up to um, seek those charges back because it, it's not permitted to drive on there under any circumstance. Lindsay, we've also heard of, uh, of some of the wheels coming off of the guided buses. What, why is that happening? Um, the wheels can't come off on the busway itself. Um, there has been wheelies knocked on a hiker when it's on road. Um, um, if you've kind of got access to stop with a poorly parked car, you might hit your wheel. We haven't had a huge number of incidents, considering there are, I don't know how many buses are on the busway. Um, quite a lot. We haven't had to go out and rescue a bus in the busway to replace a guide wheel, and I don't believe anyone has to do that because once. Lindsay, I'll let you go because the line's not great. Maybe we'll talk about the numbers of people that are using the busway next time because uh, I'd like to get um, your, your say on that. But thank you very much, Lindsay Frostick from Arriva. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise looking heavy in the roadworks at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. Also slow now around Junction 16 for the M40. In Brickettwood, the North Orbital is still struggling at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And on the speed sensors, uh, Watford's a bit busy on Stevens Way, just approaching the M1 Junction 5. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.16, Friday, the 29th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Satnavs and, well, we heard their stupidity, are leading drivers of cars and lorries onto the Luton to Dunstable busway. Roadworks at Hemel Hempstead Old Town are due to be cleared away by the end of the day. And in football, Tottenham won 2-0 against Tromso in the Europa League. The weather today becoming brighter as we go through the day with a high of a lovely and warm 11 Celsius. Ooh, toasty! BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. That's ghastly. It's absolutely disgraceful. Don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street. The biggest local talking points. I found out a couple of hours later it was a murder. But over the phone they phoned me up and told me. I don't know why you're pissing on that man. The JVS Show. I feel it's out of place in this country. Let me be really frankly honest with you. Local government and government are doing a good job here. I never call in but I feel so passionate about this topic. The JVS Show. 
weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's go to uh, to Facebook where people have been voting on whether they'd like to hear J Dog Justin Dealey's story uh, about the song When Smokey Sings by ABC. We played it earlier on. It's a cracking record, uh, and J Dog said, "Oh, I've got a great story about that." I assumed it was a story about the band, but it wasn't. Uh, we've had, uh, let me just count these comments. One, two, three. Three. Mark says, yeah, go for it. Oh, then one of those comments doesn't count. It's about BBC introducing track. And Nigel says, no. So it's 50-50 so far. The votes are 50-50. You have the power to change that. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can also go on there and talk about other things we are talking about this morning. Um... Um, let me have a little... There was something I wanted to see. Where was it? Uh, can't see it. We'll find it later on. Someone uh, posted about sat-navs and what have you. We're also talking terrible story uh, in the mail today. I, I know most of them are terrible. This is genuinely a sad story uh, in the mail. about a young uh, lady who killed herself because she was being bullied. Now, a lot of the bullying, not all of it exclusively, but a lot of the bullying was because she's got ginger hair. And, well, I can't find the story. Uh, And her dad is now calling for it to be seen as a discriminatory offence to bully someone. Here it is, look. Make ginger taunts a hate crime, says father of girl found dead in the woods. Helena Farrell, or Helena Farrell, um... The father of a girl found dead after being bullied over her red hair is called for ginger jokes to be made a hate crime. Ender Farrell, 56, said he believed his daughter, Helena, 15, might still be alive had she not been picked on because of her hair colour. He called for a change in the law to make it illegal to discriminate against people because of their hair colour. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Um, it goes on to say here, Windermere councillor Ben Berry, who also has red hair, said, People laugh at me when I say it's almost as if gingerhead people are our own race. But it's like that. It, um, we're beaten and made fun of just the same as someone is by a racist because they're black. I went to a football match and the doorman said, Sorry, we don't let ginger people in. This was a full-grown man making fun of another adult. Ah... It's mad, isn't it? And it's easy for me to... It's easy for people who are not ginger to go, oh, for goodness sakes, get over it. Deal with it, guys. Because, well, we're not facing it. In the same way, it's easy for white people to say, oh, get over being called the N-word, you know, because just just deal with it. It wouldn't offend me because, well, there isn't an equivalent, is there, for white people? But, oh, yeah, what if you get called honky? I don't mind. It hasn't. It's not weighed down by the years of history, is it? And the years of abuse. So, do we need to be a bit more sensitive when it comes to ginger people? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll take some calls uh, on that. Uh, maybe after half seven. Now, last month we told you about a roadworks row in Hemel Hempstead, our old town. They were overrunning, killing footfall, and threatening to force shopkeepers out of business. To make things worse, we discovered that the builders. Well, they weren't seemingly doing that much working. So much so that the council installed cameras to monitor them after complaints of sleeping on the job and walking their dogs on the job. 
Hertfordshire County and Decorum Borough both expressed sympathy, and while neither thought it was their responsibility to give the hard word to the construction company, shopkeepers were assured the roadworks would be gone by, well, we, we were told last week. But they didn't go last week, did they, Justin? No, they're oh. still there. And uh, you've been finding out how businesses are faring and seeing whether they've got some compensation. Compensation has been handed out, hasn't it? It has. I mean, th- this is an incredible story. Um, traders still aren't happy. Work started back in June. It was meant to take 22 weeks. But, but what's happened is uh, the work hasn't been completed. So the idea now is to remove those roadworks, we were told by mid-November, so the traders could carry on with their Christmas trade which, of course, is crucial to them, and then work would then restart next year to eventually complete this project. So we were told on your show only a few weeks ago the roadworks would be removed by mid-November. I was there yesterday. I saw a letter that the traders have received from Decorum Borough Council. That said the roadworks would be cleared by close of play today. Now, I was there yesterday talking to local trader Fiona Rolls, and she described what she could see on the Old Town High Street. Um, We're looking at a half-finished parking bay and incomplete paving area as well. And I cannot honestly see that they can get it completed by tomorrow. Not at all. How does that make you feel? Um, Upset that they've ignored the fact that this is our busiest time of the year and that no real effort has been made to be finishing off. I mean, we're now at lunchtime... Why are they not working during the lunch hour? Why, then, why is there not a second team working to allow one to have a break and one to carry on? Only this week, Monday, I had um, a customer in who was bringing a friend to my shop for the first time. Um, they got caught in traffic at the bottom and after 20 minutes gave up. You know, So I haven't seen the friend, so a potential new client that I lost. You are so desperate like the traders here for your Christmas trade. If it's not good for you in the next few weeks, could you unfortunately go out of business? Um, I would have to think very seriously because you can't continue to lose money um, and you don't want to get into debt to carry on. Um, And realistically, I would say that when the works are completed, um, maybe February, March time, it's going to take me probably another six months to get myself up and running again. The council have given out free parking vouchers, that's one thing, and you have been offered compensation, which you all wanted before. I'm going to ask a very personal question now. How much have you been offered by the council in terms of compensation? Um, It was based on our rateable value, um, and I had the lowest amount offered, which is £1,000. So for all of this disruption, you've been offered £1,000. You must feel pretty sick about that. Yeah, because it's it's nothing, is it? It's immaterial in comparison to what you have lost. Um, And not everyone's getting it, so the office-based businesses aren't eligible to claim it's only the shops and the restaurants and the pubs. Well, we can talk now to Conservative Councillor Andrew Williams, who's the leader of Decorum Borough Council. Andrew, we were told the roadworks would have gone last week. They're still there. What's going on? No, uh, my understanding was, um, good morning, is that the um, roadworks will be completed by the end of November, and that's, and that's today. Well, the, the, initially we were told the middle of November. Can you guarantee they'll definitely be, be gone by the end of play today? Yeah, my understanding is that all of the barriers and things will be removed today, and, I, and I've never... Um, from the meetings we've had, ne- never understood it to be the middle of November. I've always understood we would be completed by the end of November. We've had it said on this show by various people that it would be the middle of November. Com- compensation has been paid out. We heard there from uh, one person who got paid £1,000. Not good enough, is it? Well, as, as we've said in previous meetings, um, 
comp- there's no liability for compensation. Um, the Corn Borough Council has made this as a gesture because we obviously want to work with the traders to um, to ensure their long-term survivability. So that once this project a thousand pounds isn't going to thousand pounds isn't going to necessarily it, keep a business going, is it? Uh, uh, no, it's, it's 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 to support them. There's, some businesses get more. It depends on, as, as your um, article said, it depends on the rateable value. So those with larger rate bills um, would receive a higher amount, up to 5000 for the for the larger businesses. So I think from the Borough Council's point of view, across the 50-odd businesses that are eligible, this is quite a significant payment. But for the, uh, and I'm sure it is a significant payment, but for the businesses' point of view, who've had their business blighted for months because of what is basically a farce, these businesses could close. It's It's, you know, it's not good, is it? that it's overrun, but I mean, those, we worked with those businesses right up to, to the design of this scheme, and they knew that it would be, uh, even if it had gone to plan, which unfortunately, as we know, it didn't, um, we would have completed by by the end of October. So they, they well, that's a month. A period of disruption. But what, we, what I think we need to be focusing on now is that, and we've had a very um, positive launch to our Old Town Forum, is, is the future of the high street. I mean, you know, businesses recognise that this, this the street will be vastly improved by the work that's going if on. If those businesses... And there'll be, and there'll be great opportunities for them to... to fan- fantastic, fantastic opportunities if those businesses survive, which a lot of them possibly won't, because it has overrun, you say just by a month, but it, it's a, a month is significant, particularly in the run-up to Christmas, and also th- those roadworks are going to come back early next year. Yeah, they are, yes, but the majority of the work is obviously done now. There are some patches still to do. I say it is unfortunate it's overrun, but I think you know what we what we're very keen now as a borough to do is, is to is to look forward to to the opportunities that this this enhancement will bring and 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 brush the embarrassment and farce and the damage under the carpet, no doubt. No, we we never shied away from the fact that there is a problem, and we we you know we recognise it. It says you know there are issues which were beyond you know anybody's control, as we know, and there were issues which were which we accept were poorly handled, but the core well, of our council, council is the customer. Workers, we're paying for this. workers walking their dogs, workers sleeping, workers reading newspapers, CCTV being installed to monitor the workers. Yes, I, mean, I know we accepted when we spoke before there were issues that weren't, weren't acceptable, but, um, but at the same time, you know, um, you know, People are entitled to take their breaks and... They're not entitled to walk their dogs and fall asleep on the job when they should be working, they be, are they? They might be entitled to walk their dog if it was in their lunch break. I no, they shouldn't be taking, they, no, they shouldn't be taking their dogs to building sites. Well, that's an issue for the contractor. That's not an issue for, for me as a customer, I'm afraid. I can't... You know, no, as a customer, contract, listen, if I had builders... It's not between the borough council, we... Here we go. Let's we, pass the buck. No, it's not past the buck. You have to, you know... Are you, are you the customer, Andrew? Yes. Then it is with you, because if, if I had builders and they started walking their dogs and having a doze when they should be working, I'd give them a boot up the backside and tell them to either sort it out or jog on. We, we, you seem quite happy just to let them do it. No, we're not happy. We've, we've taken all these issues up with both on several, several occasions with the contractor and with the county council, who are, who are the, you know, the... the who have let the contract? You know, it's the county council that are managing the, uh, the the Jackson's contract because they are the and we're paying the county council. We haven't engaged the contractor ourselves. So when we have an issue, we go to either the contractor or to the county council and ask them to to look it for us. I think we've gone over this, and I think you know, now from the from the borough's point of view, who is funding this and is and, and the reason we've paid the compensation to support businesses and set up the old town business forum is to work with the businesses to. To, you know, to ensure the long-term viability of the who's high this, business. This compensation, who's paying for it? The uh, Decorum Borough Council. Right. And where's that money coming from? From council, from savings on this year's budget in other areas. So, effectively, from, from our... 
Right. And how much how much exactly is, are, are you giving out in compensation? What's the total? The total cost is 106,000 for our compensation scheme. Yeah, 106,000. So it's £106,000 you weren't expecting to spend that, that uh, council taxpayers are spending and you, you can't take that from the contractors who are the ones that have overrun and have been lazy and haven't pulled their weight? No, it, it, it's, we, can't, we directly can't negotiate with the contractors because we're not... We've, we've Did you not have an overrun clause in the contract? I don't know. The contract is between the county council and the thing. What I'm told by from our legal view is that... Why? Well, listen, no, when we no, speak... There are no grounds in the contract that have been broken that was made without... When we speak to the county council, but both, both sides of you, you just fob it off onto the other side. Why is no one prepared to accept responsibility for almost crushing small businesses? Because it's not a case of almost crushing small, small businesses. You know, there is a... A delay, which we've accepted, and we've and we've worked. And this is just, we our payment to them is a goodwill gesture to accept is, is in recognition of the fact that this has not gone as well as it could. But that's not our legal responsibility to pay that. That is a gesture of goodwill from the council. Would the you like help work with the businesses? Would you like, uh, Mr. Williams? Would you like this opportunity now to apologise to all those businesses that, that are, are struggling because of these we works? Apologised. I have apologised at meetings with the businesses. And, and so is the county council through the executive member, Terry Dorian. Would you like to say sorry now? Yeah, we are sorry it's overrun. Def- absolutely. You're you know, sorry that lots of businesses are struggling? We're sorry the businesses are struggling, absolutely. But, you know, we're working with those businesses because we realise that the investment we're putting into here, which is not insignificant, will ensure, you know, we believe, a much brighter future for the old town and, and, we, and the traders within it. But we, and there has to be a period... Of, of doing these works, and we recognise that this hasn't gone as well as it could, and we've apologised for that um, on several occasions. Um, but for us now, and we've developed since you were in the high street a month or so ago, and we had those uh, initial meetings with the traders, we've established uh, established our old town forum. We're uh, pushing ahead with developing plans for when the high street's finished, and we have a relaunch and, and the publication publicity for that. Okay. Um, and we think that uh, what we're doing here will give the traders a brighter future because it will increase. The attractiveness of the area. Well, let's hope all of those businesses are there to uh, to enjoy that. Andrew, thank you very much indeed. Conservative councillor Andrew Williams, leader of Decorum Borough Council. A little bit later than usual, but thanks for waiting. Here's the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things looking a bit busier on the M25 now. Anti-clockwise slow between 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. Also queuing between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors, Chesant, the A10 is looking heavy southbound approaching Winston Churchill Way. But on public transport, there's no reported problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. At 7.32, I'm Jane Killick. Bus drivers say something needs to be done to prevent people driving down the Luton to Dunstable busway before someone gets hurt. They say lorries and cars are ending up on it by mistake. The roadworks in the Hemel Hempstead Old Town are due to be suspended today. It's to allow shopkeepers to take full advantage of the Christmas trade. A family of a Luton man jailed for 18 years for his part in the Birmingham riots says they will continue their fight against his sentence. Wayne Collins-Taylor takes his appeal to the High Court one week from today. The weather, cloudy this morning but turning brighter this afternoon with maybe some sunshine, a high of 11 Celsius. On to sport and in football in the Europa League, Tottenham Hotspur scored a 2-0 home win against Tromsko, uh, Tromso in Norway. Swansea lost 1-0 at home to Valencia, but they only need one more point to go through. Wigan were beaten 2-1 at home by Zulte Waragem. 
MK Dons manager Carl Robinson is asking supporters to help the team get through their sticky patch. The Dons come up against Coventry this weekend at Stadium MK, with the visitors expected to bring nearly 8,000 fans. In late loan deals yesterday, MK Dons loaned striker Isle McLeod to Northampton and defender John Otsemebor to Tranmere. Earlier, the Dons signed Barnsley winger Dale Jennings. Luton Town are being loaned defensive trio Alfie Mawson, Joe Davis and Pelly Ruddock from Brentford, Port Vale and West Ham, respectively. Meanwhile, the Hatters loaned JJ O'Donnell to Hyde and Jim Stevenson to Dartford. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says he's fed up with the image which is portrayed of his club ahead of the visit to Shrewsbury. The borough have been hit by suspensions this season and Wesley says officials are being swayed by the image they have of Stevenage. Managers are out there talking about big, physical, strong um, the reality is that we're smaller, mobile, agile, quick players, absolutely nothing like the image that gets portrayed. And yet, game after game after game, we're seeing these sort of inconsistencies going on in the referee. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, lots of comments about various different things. Let's look at the uh, the busway first. Julian has emailed in, ian.leatbbc.co.uk. Visiting Luton recently, I was returning home towards the A6 from the Mall, the Mall, the Mall. As you approach one of the roundabouts, the busway appears on the left like a huge void immediately before the roundabout. It would be easy to turn onto it, especially as the sat-nav tells you to turn left. Sense, however, tells you it isn't a road as it's a concrete track. Uh, I agree that more signs will be useful as a cheap option, but a barrier or rising posts that only open for buses would be more effective. It's telling me to turn right. You see, that's the problem that people are facing, left or right, left or right. Um, Fred's in Kempston. Morning, Fred. Morning. You, well, 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 have you not had any run-ins with this bus lane, have you? Yeah. Oh. I was I was travelling from Beckenham back to Bedford and um, on the A21 in London, and I was looking for the Dartford bypass, and uh, of course I'm, I'm not looking down at the road, I'm, it's pretty busy traffic in London, and um, I, I suddenly found myself was in this bus lane. Well anyway, I got out of it as soon as I could, <coughs> found the right road and uh, carried on home. And about three weeks later I got a ticket from London Transport oh. of 40 quid. Oh blimey. I was only in that, that bus lane a few minutes. Well, a few minutes is still... You've still kind of been a bit naughty. Do, do you not think there are enough signs there, Fred? We spoke to uh, Lindsay Ke- uh, Kempston from Arriva. She said you'd have to be pretty hard-pushed not to notice you weren't supposed to be there. Well, I, I realised I was in it straight away because the the terminal was red, I believe. But um, I wasn't looking down at that point. I was looking for bloody uh, road signs, uh, giving me the in- indications that I'm going to turn right or left, whatever it was to get on this, this uh, um, Dartford bypass. Fred, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you a Muppet? What's that? Well, are you a Muppet? No, I'm not. You, are you a silly sausage? I'm, I'm a pensioner, yeah. <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, do, do, what, what do you want there, Fred? Do you want bollards? Do you want more obvious signage? Well, I've, I've, I've stayed clear of that area, like the plague. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. I think it's a good idea, Fred. Thank you very much indeed. There's always that thing when you get a parking ticket or a, um, a driving fine, and uh, but you don't realise. And then ten days later, two weeks, you get a letter. What's this? Oh, nuts! 
I've got to pay 40 quid. 40 quid just gets sucked out of your pocket. Painful, isn't it? Nick has uh, gone onto the Facebook page. My updated sat-nav took me on the busway. I stopped just in time and I back up, but it's sometimes difficult to realise you're getting on the rail. They need to put something with lights on, especially for night time. P.S. I love ginger ladies. Wow. We're talking about um, ginger after the father of a, a, a young lady who committed suicide. Says, make ginger taunts a hate crime. Do you remember a few months ago? Maybe it was a year ago now. Mick Hucknall said that uh, ginger uh, taunts were the same and as damaging as racist taunts. Sam's in Luton. Morning, Sam. Good morning. I believe it's Ian. Is that correct? That's yes. correct. I believe this is, this is Sam, isn't it? That is indeed, yes. Sam, lovely to talk to you. What would you like to say? Well, I mean, I don't... You're using the, the, the letter N and the letter P. I mean, what does it mean? Now, nonce or Nancy or... You, you, know exactly I, what the, you know exactly what the letter... Uh, no, you, no, what the no, word I'm is. not a mind reader, Ian. I'm Sam, not a mind reader. Sam, listen, uh, you, you betray yourself because uh, you, you know exactly what the N word is because if people... Okay, listen, yeah, can... Sam, people listening to this and listening on Listen Again will be able to go back 30 seconds. You just let the N word slip out. So you know exactly what yes, the word is. Apologies if anybody was offended by it. It's like the word P... Pervert, anything. I mean, it could stand for lots of things. You know, pansy, anything. Sam, you're, mean, being you're, ab- you're, should... you're being deliberately obtuse. You just let the no, N-word no. slip out, and I have to apologise again to anyone who may have been offended by no, that. No, you don't have to apologise. I do have I mean... to apologise because it's offensive language, and I could get in very serious trouble for allowing offensive language on the show. And you know, I don't you have know... any offensive language. Sorry? I haven't used any offensive language. If you're listening the, on the, the iPlayer, go back and have a listen, then send me an email. No, 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 no. I mean, what you're saying is, I mean... The, the word, I don't believe the word racism exists uh, only in, in your mind and the government. And the dictionary. It removes all the word racist does, it removes free choice, free thought from individuals. If you don't belong to a certain ilk and you'd see you dislike that no. person, you're no. a racist, which is absolute, all no. well, and rubbish. Well, that, exactly, that is rubbish. That's not the definition of racism. What the word racism does is it doesn't uh, exclude people, it protects people. It protects, no, it, it protects. No, it doesn't. It protects. No, it only protects a certain section of the commu- it community. It protects everybody, Sam. It protects everybody. It protects everybody from uh, hatred, uh, and it's not. It's not a complete protection, but it protects people from hatred uh, and and nastiness because of things that are beyond people's control. All that word has caused is a lot of aggravation in the community. It has created problems that weren't there prior to... I would, prior say, the to P, the I would say the P word has caused um, tensions and aggravation. I would say the N word has caused tension and aggravation. Well, I mean, you can put whatever connotations you like on the, the letter N and the letter P, can't you? There's loads of connotations you can put to it, which you could all say was offensive. Couldn't you? No. Yes, you could. I mean, I could say you're a pervert, you know. Thank you very I much. I could say you're... You know, I'm not suggesting you Sam, are. I could say Sam, you're a paedophile. So, OK, Sam, well, let, let me make it clear. If you really are as, as thick as you're implying, let me make it clear for you. The N-word... The N-word... Sam, I'm going to spell it out for you, not literally. Well, I'm going to spell it out for you, Ian. No. You need somebody there to advise you, someone with a green intelligence. OK. Because you talk on adulterated rubbish. Very few people... Good evening. Very few... You're going to hang up? He's going to hang up. Wow, call him back. There are very... Maybe maybe accidentally uh, accidentally dropped off. There are very few people working here at BBC Three Counties Radio with more intelligence than me. That's the problem. 
Catherine and Kelly accepted. It's outrageous. Yeah. Um, I, I, Sam, you're being obtuse. Also, it's good morning. What's he saying good evening for? Uh, you're being obtuse. You know what the M word is. It's, it's a slang uh, term for Negro that is offensive. You know what the P word is. It's the abbreviation of Pakistani, okay? Have we got that? Have I spelt that out clear enough for you, okay? And those words are divisive and those words are dangerous. Okay, because they are used, they have a history of being used as insults, insults based on race. Now, to insult someone because of their race, and it does go every which way, you know, Asian people can be racist towards black people, black people can be racist towards white people, it goes every way, okay, before someone phones in and has a go. But to, to, to uh, 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 attack someone verbally because of their race, that's a no-no, isn't it? Isn't it? Seems obvious to me. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're going slightly off topic. The reason we're talking about this, let me rein this in if I can, is because of the use of the word ginger. Now, I'm not saying we should de- necessarily do this. I'm putting this forward as a, a, as a point that we can kick around like a football and play with, and see if we can score a goal. That's quite good. That is it. Time we crack down on people picking on ginger people. Is it a hate crime? to have a go at someone because they're ginger. There's a, a, a counsellor here, Ben Perry. I went to a football match. The doorman said, sorry. The doorman? What kind of classy football match was that? Sorry, we don't let ginger people in. This young lady, Helena Farrell, Helena Farrell, um, killed herself because she was bullied, partly because uh, over the jokes about her, her, her red hair. People do get upset by this. So do we need to protect those people? Or... Do those people need to, uh, in inverted commas, lighten up a bit? 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give me a call on that, uh, you can also text 81333. Start your text 3CR. I do ask, if you're going to come on and have a pop, more than welcome. I like people coming on and have a pop. Don't say good evening and hang up, because I'm looking after you here. You end up, like Sam, looking silly, really. Well, squeeze Sam into the podcast, if that's all right. I know the podcast is pretty filled to bursting. Let's see if we can squeeze that in. Um, Here's the story from Mick Oh, it was two years ago, was it really? He may have found fame with Simply Red, but you mustn't mention the colour of Mick Hucknall's hair. The ginger singer claims making fun of his roots is akin to racism. He tweeted, let's play a game. Whenever you read ginger, try replacing it with black or Asian and see how it reads. Bigots are mostly best ignored though a little outing once in a while spices up one's tea. 08459 455 555. Is it time that we started taking insults directed towards ginger people a little bit more seriously? Or is it... You ready, uh, radio fans? Political correctness gone mad! There's a phrase that you cannot say without your tongue firmly in your cheek. Uh, On the subject of the Luton and Dunstable busway is a text from Pat... We live in a country whereby people can take their driving test using interpreters, so how can they read road signs? We have a vast amount of drivers who are not legal to drive on our roads, and of course the majority, I would say, who ignore road signs, including speed limits. Couple that with the lack of interest from the police on bad driving and parking habits, why is anyone surprised when vehicles going onto the busway? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's coming up to a quarter to eight. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the M25 is heavy anti-clockwise between 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. Also queuing between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Taking a look on the sensors, High Wycombe uh, is looking slow on the A40 eastbound. And also in Watford, Exchange Road, that's the A411, is busy around Upton Road. In Borehamwood, the A1 Barnet Bypass looking slow southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's telling me to turn right. It's 7.45. It's Friday the 29th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bus drivers say that someone is going to get hurt if people continue to drive onto the Luton to Dunstable busway by mistake. Roadworks at Hemel Hempstead Old Town are due to be cleared away by the end of the day. In football, Tottenham won 2 0 against Tromso in the Europa League. 08459 455 555. Coming up, we'll have more on the Wayne Collins Taylor story. But before that, let's get the weather with Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's rather cloudy, but a reasonably mild start to the day. A bit grey through the morning, but a brightening up process as we head into the afternoon from the north, uh, along with a fairly brisk, blustery northwesterly wind as well, just taking the edge of the temperatures. So a little bit of a wind chill by the afternoon. Some much clearer air, though, and some spells of sunshine. Top temperatures today up to 8 or 9 degrees, 48 in Fahrenheit. Now, as we head through into this evening and overnight, still very windy. Uh, we'll see perhaps one or two isolated showers, particularly across parts of Hertfordshire. Um, otherwise, there's some clear spells around. Temperatures down to four or five degrees. Uh, still quite windy into tomorrow, but the winds will gradually ease down. Perhaps the chance of one or two isolated showers again, but most places staying dry, with a bit of brightness developing across parts of Buckingham, perhaps even some spells of sunshine. Top temperatures tomorrow, eight or nine degrees in general. Uh, staying dry, but also rather cloudy over the weekend. That's the forecast, Ian. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour. Coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts and bucks as we bring you the three counties like never before. It's a huge trip celebrating all that's amazing about where we live. It's retained its market town character. All this week in Leighton Buzzard. I've lived it all my life. I'm a proper Leytonian. If you've got a story everyone should know about, let us tell everybody about it. Send us an email to 3cr at bbc.co.uk. There are some really lovely independent shops and that's what keeps high streets alive. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Leighton Buzzard. Come down and give us a try, you know, see how we We're all friendly. Local and vocal. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, 08459 455 555. Is it time we took abuse directed towards ginger people a little bit more seriously? Now, be honest, a lot of you are chuckling as I'm saying this, aren't you? Aren't you? But we've heard this story about Helena Farrell in the newspaper, 15-year-old girl who killed herself because of abuse. Not all of it about being ginger, but certainly some of it. We heard from a 19-year-old lad who gets laughed at in the shops, got picked on at school, and he thought when he left school, when he entered the adult world, things will be a bit different. But he put his point very eloquently, and it sounds like it's getting to him. 08459 455 555. Sheila's in St Albans. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. What do you think about this? I have a nephew who's got lovely ginger hair. We call him Ginge. 
He has an orange T-shirt, which says, Ginger rules OK. There you go, you see. How old is he? He's now 23. I had the similar colour hair. And we're quite proud of it when someone in the family is born with, Oh, look, they've got the red hair. Now, you're proud of it now, and he's proud of it now. Did he struggle at school because of it? Um, no. No. You know, people wear glasses and they got called four eyes. Hmm. Um, they'll, I always think that sometimes a nickname is a sign of them liking you. Really? Yeah. Not some of the nicknames I've had. <laughs> well, perhaps you asked for them. Yeah, I po- possibly. It's quite possibly. But, but you know what I'm trying to say? Sometimes, yeah. you know, you know, if your kids get a nickname, it's something that is, I'm going to say, slightly derogatory, but, it, you know, someone's thought to call them that. I used, to, I used to get called Lanky at school. Crazy Legs Crane and Lanky. I used to hate that. Oh, I used to hate it. Stop calling me lanky. Of course, as soon as you protest, as soon as you show that you don't like that nickname, they go for it even more. Do you think that this this dad's call to make um, a ginger taunt a hate crime is that a step too far? I think it is because if you said it like that, that was a hate crime. Then what about the children who called four eyes? What about the people like me who are a bit short, who call short ass? Um, or you know, people say to me, "What's it like up there?" I got told once when I sort of had. I usually wear high heels or used to, and when I took them off, they said, "Oh, where have you gone?" Mm. You, you know, and I just laugh. I Sheila, mean, you can stand up now. I am standing up. All of that uh, <laughs> kind of I, stuff. I, I am standing up. Yes. yes, I am standing up. Sheila, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, a story that we've uh, looked at a lot here on BBC Three Counties Radio. In a week's time, Wayne Collins-Taylor from Luton will know whether his High Court appeal has been successful. Wayne was jailed for 18 years under the controversial law of joint enterprise for his part in the Birmingham riots. Mr Collins never held or fired a gun or took any active part in the rioting, but he was with people who did. Well, Nigel Leskin is the lawyer representing Wayne Collins-Taylor in the High Court. Good morning, Nigel. Just for those who are unfamiliar with it, just give us a, a, a bit of the story. What, where was Wayne and what happened? Good morning. Um, Wayne was in Birmingham. He'd gone there to visit some friends and he found himself um, w- w- with one of his friends um, in an area where there a group of other people whom his friend um, knew some of uh, these people then started uh, running through the... It was, a, it, was, it was an area of the city which was not a shopping area where there was a pub, um, a couple of shops, um, and then housing estates. And they started running through the area, smashed the pub, set fire to the, um, the, the pub, and police turned up, and, and some of these people, unfortunately, had guns and started firing in the direction of the police. Uh, Wayne Collins didn't know the area, had gone there with a friend, ran with the group and is seen on the CCTV um, on on various occasions because he was wearing quite distinctive clothing, um, never doing anything, watching, but not actually participating in anything at all. The, The incident lasted for about four or five minutes, and thereafter, they, he, he remained with the group as they ran off um, through the various estates for about half an hour when they were being tracked by helicopter. And that's the thing, isn't it, Nigel, that, that will confuse some people, and it's confusing some of my listeners. He did run away with some very naughty people who had fired guns. Why, why didn't he run in the opposite direction and, and, and disassociate himself from those people? Well, he, he explained to the jury that 
at that time he knew no one else in Birmingham. He didn't know exactly, or he didn't know at all where he was in Birmingham. He'd come up by car. His car wasn't parked there. His car was parked some distance away, where 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 he left it when a friend had um, when his friend had. Um, taken him to, to park his car and then they've been in his, his friend's car for, 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 for a considerable period of time uh, and therefore he felt he didn't know where to go, he was completely lost and he ran with a group which he realises now was incredibly stupid uh, and because it could be misconstrued but, but it was no more than that. On what grounds are you appealing? Well he's been convicted on this basis of joint enterprise which, which suggests that his intention was the same as the others. He, he's convicted of, of possession of a firearm with intent to endanger life. And he received an 18-year sentence for that. So was he judge, holding a firearm? With, with, a, with a judge, well, no. Not only was he not holding a firearm, right. he was not actually... Um, when the firearms were being shot at the police, there was a group of um, three or four people with firearms and, and, and two or three other people, three or four other people in a line with them all facing towards the police who were maybe a couple of hundred yards away. Um, Wayne was running off behind them at that stage, away from them, um, as the CCTV shows. He, he's never um, seen speaking to anyone with a with, with a firearm. He's never seen right next to a person with a firearm at any time in, in, in the CCTV. He, he doesn't. Um, in fact, he's never seen speaking to anyone at any time. He just sort of um, often stands there looking with his hands in his pockets. Uh, there was no suggestion that he had a firearm. The judge said he did not play an active. He had no active role to play in the in the um, incident. So we're we're appealing both against the length of the sentence, but also against the conviction itself for, for the um, for the firearm. We understand that he can be convicted of of being involved in a violent disorder which took place in the city at that time because he was part of it. But to say that he had the intent to endanger life or that he possessed the firearm um, b because he was with people who had it, it needs to show that he actually knew that they had it, that he encouraged them to use it um, by, in, in some way by his participation. What are you hoping to get out of this so? appeal, Nigel? Well, we're hoping that the conviction will be quashed for the 18 years. Um, he will still serve six years for the um, for, for, for example, for, for the violent disorder or the, the riot or the, the, the involved in riot or violent disorder, um, arson, which all of which he was convicted for as well on the same basis that he was with these other people, must have been encouraging them. Um, so we hope that, 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 that at least the riot will go. And if not the riot, then the, um, if it doesn't, if the conviction isn't quashed, then at least the sentence is reduced. He, he will, um, if he has to serve six years in prison, it's a long time, but um, he will he, he will serve that, but 18 years is, is an incredibly long time. And for can a young that man. be decided by the judge on the day, or, or is next week just a kind of pre preliminary no, thing? Ne next week there'll be three three court of appeal judges right. who will be deciding it in the High Court in London. It's a full hearing. Um, whether they actually give a decision on the day or mm. not is another matter. But the prosecution will be bringing evidence explaining what they say happened. Um, the court will be showing the CCTVs, which show um, clearly where Wayne was and what he was doing at various times. And we will be putting forward our submissions. But the best you can hope for is a reduction to six years? Um, that's, that's what we would hope for, a right. reduction to six years, yeah. And how hopeful are you, Nigel? Are you confident this, you can get this through? Well, we think that it is entirely wrong for a person to be convicted on the basis that, that Wayne was convicted. Um, 
it's not up for me to decide what the law is or, or to decide how um, for, to say what the judges should do. But but uh, we, we feel that it is wrong that a person can be convicted for being present in this way um, and receive such a long sentence of imprisonment. And, and when there's no evidence they had any intent, when there's no evidence that there's no suggestion they ever had a, a firearm, uh, it, 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 just, it just seems to be a Nigel, thank you very much. No doubt we'll be speaking to you at some point in the next couple of weeks to find out what happened. That's Nigel Leskin. He's the lawyer representing Wayne Collins-Taylor in the High Court. Oh, now what's happened here? Why are my buttons stopped working? Oh, yeah, that's why. Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Texts will be charged at the standard network rate. BBC Three Counties Radio. Got some texts here. Richard, uh, read the guided busway uh, disaster. I understand that from the uh, the 1st of January 2014, Luton Council and Central Beds are introducing a law where it will become compulsory for cars to have someone waving a red flag walking in front of them. So going on to their over the busway should be impossible. Hanslip says this... Uh, Maffin Hanslip, sorry, says the sat-nav is becoming the modern equivalent of the Bible or the Koran. Full of very good intentions, but one or two overzealous disciples use it as a defence for breaking the law or just being stupid. Oh, I quite like that math. I wonder where you're you going with that. That's very wise. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a new podcast coming out today. I'll tell you about that after eight. But before that, let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. N25 anti-clockwise still looking heavy through the roadworks between 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. Things are queuing as well between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Looking on the sensors, Hitchin looking very slow on Parkway and the A505. They're both struggling in both directions. And in Waddeston, the A41 northbound as you go away from Aylesbury has quite a patch of slow-moving traffic there. Public transport has no reported problems, though. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Is it time that we viewed abuse directed towards ginger people a little bit more seriously? One dad is calling for it to be classed as a hate crime. Does it sound a bit ridiculous? And then you realise that his daughter killed herself because of the abuse she received, partly about the colour of her hair. 08459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Warning over cars and lorries ending up on the Luton to Dunstable busway. Roadworks at Hemel Old Town due to be gone by the end of the day and hundreds of fish being introduced into a river in Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bus drivers say they've seen a number of cars and lorries driving onto the Luton to Dunstable busway. They fear someone will soon be hurt if it doesn't stop. Some sat-navs are directing people onto the busway, but Lindsay Frostick from the bus company Arriva says others must be doing it deliberately. You have to completely ignore a lot of signs to get onto the busway. You have to ignore four-foot lettering in the road. You have to ignore a sign saying car traps and then actually drive over the car trap as well. Mm. Now, a lot of that you wouldn't do accidentally. 
A report on plans to revive town centres of Britain says the scale of work required could be compared with the rebuilding carried out after the Second World War. The report says existing high streets contain too many shops. The roadworks in the Hemel Hempstead Old Town are due to be suspended today. The £1.3 million scheme to put in a one-way system will resume in the new year, allowing shopkeepers to take advantage of Christmas trade. The leader of Decorum Borough Council, Andrew Williams, says they're paying out £106,000 to businesses affected by the disruption. It's to support them. Some businesses get more. It depends on the rateable value. So those with larger rate bills um, would receive a higher amount, up to 5000 for the for the larger businesses. So I think from the Borough Council's point of view, across the 50-odd businesses that are eligible, this is quite a significant payment. The six biggest energy companies are being asked by the government not to increase prices before the next general election unless there's a rise in wholesale gas and electricity costs. Ministers are seeking the commitment at the same time as they reach a deal with firms about the green and social levies in household bills. The family of a Luton man jailed for 18 years for his part in the Birmingham riots say they will continue their fight against his sentence. Wayne Collins-Taylor takes his appeal to the High Court one week from today. He was found guilty of possession of a firearm with intent to endanger life. Wayne's aunt, Debbie Taylor, says the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I read and I see in the news these high-profile cases of individuals who have murdered their own kids, raped, abused, and they get less. It's not right to put somebody away for 18 years for merely being on the streets when there was unrest. Hundreds of fish are being put into the River Ival in Bedfordshire this morning. Chubb, Dace and Barble will be released into the river at Tempsford as part of the Environment Agency's plans to restore rivers in the region. And in football, MK Dons manager Carl Robinson is asking supporters to help the team get through their sticky patch as they play Coventry this weekend at Stadium MK. The weather turning into a bright and breezy day after any patchy rain clears away with a high of 11 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Come down, give us a try, you know, see how we are. We're all friendly. Nice little shops, nice little high street, good market. There's great parks, really friendly people. I really can't fault it. All this week in Leighton Buzzard, the big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about between now and nine o'clock. A couple of cracking emails on the subject of being ginger and, and, and racism. I, I, I'll get to those in a second. We are talking about that. Do we, Should we consider insults directed towards ginger people a hate crime? Other things include drivers are following their sat-navs onto the guided busway and Hemel shopkeepers are furious that roadworks are still damaging trade. Also, we'll be catching up with the pensioner set to be evicted today from her hospital bed. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR or give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got two emails um, about being ginger and attitudes toward people who are slightly different. I'll, um, the, the, I'll do the... Um, the s- who is this? Gary and the guide dog, Zach. I'll do yours a bit later because it's quite long and I want to squeeze both these in. Barry and Hemel. Uh, 
Now, we had a caller earlier on talking about the N and the P word, OK? Now, we all know what those words are. He pretended he didn't, but we all know. Barry says, Ian, I'm sorry, you are far too touchy about words and were very hard on the caller who tried to explain this. You talk about the P word. This is based on a false premise, by the way. You talk about the P word and M word. Words used in the same context as Brit, Jock, Paddy, Taff and indeed Aussie. Words that, when directed, make people stick out their chests in pride for their country of origin. Get over it, Ian. People will always use these terms of endearment, and the more the PC people rattle on about it, the more people should be encouraged to do it. False premise. Should I point out what the false premise is? The P word and the M word are, I don't want to say never, very rarely used in the same context as Brit, Jock, Paddy, Taff and indeed Aussie. Full, that's first false premise. Second false premise. People will always use these terms of endearment. The P word and the N word are not terms of endearment. They are terms of uh, abuse, they are terms of control, they are terms of superiority. They're an insult. They may not have started out that way, I don't know, but... Well, I know that the N word did, but... That's how they are perceived. They are terms of... Uh, of uh, insult they are not terms of endearment barry and to say that they are to say that calling someone the p-word is the same as calling someone a brit or a paddy or an aussie i think are you being deliberately obtuse barry or are you just generally naive i don't know let's assume you let's give you the benefit of the doubt let's assume you're naive i wait four five nine four double five five double five uh my uh ian's in hemel morning ian Morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. You're ginger. Do you get offended? Uh, no, well, oh, are you well, not? I, I say I am ginger, but uh, during the winter, I like to f- describe myself as Auburn, and in the summer, I still be blonde. Now, why do you why do you shy away from using the word ginger? <clears throat> because it just shuts people up when they call me ginger, doesn't it? Okay. What do you think about the, the insults that people dish out? It it doesn't bother me. It's, you know, I mean, if you're if you've got a strong strong character, it shouldn't really uh, affect you at all. But if it's relentless, and if you don't have a particularly strong character, and if it upsets yeah, it, it, you, it is bad. Yeah, yeah, it is bad. But I mean, but to make it to class it as um, uh, 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 you know like equivalent of racist is is a bit strong. It's like you wouldn't be able to call anybody anything like fat, tall, skinny, whatever. So I think it's maybe going over the top a little bit. This, but, um, this young lady here, Helena Farrell, 15, it is, it is sad, she killed sad, herself, yeah. partly because of the abuse she was getting about her hair. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, but people will pick on anything. You know, if she wasn't ginger, they'd have found something else to pick, up, pick mm. on about, wouldn't they? That's the unfortunate thing about it. Ian, thanks very much indeed. 08459 555. More of your calls on that shortly. Now, bus drivers say something needs to be done to prevent motorists driving along the Luton to Dunstable guided busway before somebody gets hurt. They say that lorries and cars can access it by mistake, sometimes because their sat-navs direct them onto it. We can talk now to Labour councillor Dave Taylor, who's in charge of environment at Luton Borough Council. Morning, Dave. Good morning, uh, we, we, We're getting so many calls over the past, well, couple of weeks about people driving up the busway, seeing trucks or seeing cars up the busway. Uh, are you concerned about the number of incidents? I, I am concerned. I mean, there have been some incursions, and it's disappointing that people choose to ignore um, the signage. Um, I'm not sure how a sat-nav will gu- guide them up the busway. Um, it's difficult to conceive how that can happen. 
um, because you have to be paying attention. I mean, the sat-nav is, is supposed to be a guide. And I'm just wondering if they're the same sat-navs that drive people over cliffs and into rivers. Well, this is the thing. I, I, sat-navs, I think, are a wonderful invention, but come on, use a little bit of common sense as well. But yep. also, I'm surprised that sat-navs are directing people onto there because it was it was just an abandoned stretch of uh, railway before, wasn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't be on any, any sat-nav map anyway. I mean, that, that's, that's what I don't understand. You know, I've been a sat-nav user for a number of years now. And, and, and you use it as a guide. If something doesn't look right, then it isn't right. But it is definitely telling people to, to, to go on there. We've uh, had lots of emails about that. And this was our uh, reporter, Tony Fisher, earlier in the week. It's telling me to turn right. And that right turn would have guided him onto the, onto the, the, the busway. There, there's got to be some issue somewhere, hasn't there? Dave? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I, was li- I was listening. No, that's, that's, that's literally all we had. It's telling me to turn right. So there's got to be yeah. an issue somewhere, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean, if it, if it told him to turn right over a cliff, I mean, would, would he turn right? Well, uh, Tony Fisher, you, you just don't know these days. What yeah. can be done, do you think, about the various access points to the busway? Do we need clearer well, signage? Well, the signage is, is perfectly clear. I mean, it's on the road, um, and the sign is saying buses only, and it's on the car traps, and they're illuminated at night. I think there's a danger if you put too, too much signage, you can get signage overload yep. um, and it leads to clutter. Uh, but you've just got to be driving with due care and attention. Be conscious, you know, look where you're going. Um, and if it doesn't look right, then, then you know, what, what's this? Then, you know, I shouldn't be going up there. Uh, and you'll hit the car traps. Whether we need to make the car traps a bit wider and deeper, um, that's something we'll consider. But certainly, um, you know, use your sat-nav. They're useful tools, but only as a guide, because it's the sat-nav is not steering the vehicle, the driver is. We spoke as well a, a while ago about acts of vandalism on the busway. Has that kind of died down now? Have people got bored of doing that? Um, not seen much of it lately. Good. Although we do, I mean, obviously the, the CCTV along the route. Yeah. Um, so we can watch that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you are going to get active vandalism, but it's not an ep- epidemic at the moment. Dave, I appreciate your time this morning. Always good to talk to you. Labour Councillor Dave Taylor in charge of environment at Luton Borough Council. It's telling me to turn right. Yeah. It certainly was. Well, hang on a second. Have you listened to that carefully? Hang on. What's it telling you to do, Tony? It's telling me to turn right. Turn left. <laughs> at the end, she says turn left. Tony Fisher, one of, our, one of the team's greatest reporters. I'm a big fan of his work. We're talking uh, about ginger people. Make ginger taunts a hate crime, says father of girl found dead in the woods. Very sad story. Do we need to be a, a little bit more sensitive about the needs of ginger people? Emma's in commentary. Morning, Emma. Hi, Ian. What's your story? I've got two stories, but um, me and also about my friend. But when I was at school, my friend actually um, killed himself because of being ginger. And it was just all the taunts and everything else that was happening to him. And he just couldn't take it anymore. So he went and actually hanged himself. How old was he, Emma? Um... Oh, my goodness. And and what kind of things were people saying to him? It was about his ginger hair and nicknames, callings, and um, sort of like me with his work, because he wasn't very good academically, so they bullied him at that. Basically, they bullied him for everything, but it was also being ginger. 
And he killed himself at 14? At 14 years old. His parents actually found him. Um, How did that make you feel, Emma? A friend of yours going, being in so much pain that they, they feel that's the only option? I was angry. I was so angry. Um, I couldn't get my head around it. Um, but it's also happened to me, not because I was ginger, but I was actually bullied at school from the age of five to when I left school at 15. Mm. And I was... Um, Infants and juniors wasn't so bad, but secondary school, I was hit, spat, throw down stairs, called names. I was hit with a hammer in CDT. Um, it was awful. What, what happened when you were hit with a hammer? Um, it was in um, CDT, Craft Design and Technology, and um, this boy came up behind me and absolutely rebelted me with a hammer on my shoulder. And, and did the teacher step in and do anything? Well, he, he got sent out. I think he got suspended. It was the only oh. time when he got suspended just for a week. Um, but I've had it where um, I've been on, it's called to the Aussie Buzz, which is a private buzz. And I had girls this time goating me for a whole week. Mm. And they had, um, they jarred my neck, my hair. So my neck got jarred. They had rings on their fingers, big rings. They took them off. They got hold of my hands. And basically they got the rings and scraped my fingers. So they started bleeding. Um, I went on the bus and they said, is it all right to be on the bus? The bus driver said yes. So I was being blowed while he was driving the bus until he looked at me and I was covered in blood. Emma, how old are you now? I'm 37 years old. So this happened a long time ago, but it sounds like it's um, 20 odd years later. It's, it's still affecting you. I can go back from like what it was yesterday. I suffer now um, partly with bullying, with post-traumatic stress disorder. I can't stand bullying. And although that I'm getting a bit upset now, it's like, <sighs> this was over 22 years ago yeah. when this happened to me. And bullying of any sort, if you're ginger, fat, four eyes, or you've got posh family, anything, it can be or anything. And bullying has to be stopped because it can affect your adulthood. And I've only just, just, in this past three months started to actually turn my life around and like you know I've had suicide thoughts I've even had I've even took tried to take my life three times it was only three months ago that I tried to take my life Emma have you got people there with you that you can talk to about this yeah I mean I I I have an amazing church family and I don't have any friends really outside church so I do go to work, but when I come back, I'm just on my own, and I I have suffered so much. Yeah. There's things that will shock you, what I've had to go through with bullying and other stuff. Emma, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry. We have to end it there just because we're running out of time, but I appreciate your call, uh, and I appreciate uh, your honesty, and uh, I'm sorry to... Uh, Hear all of that? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Well, there you go. What a what a terrible terrible story. Eight sixteen. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A14 is closed in both directions between Waddeston and the Cotton Wheel Roundabout in Aylesbury. That's after an accident. All emergency services are attending and the road is going to be blocked for some time, causing quite a few queues around there as well. The M25 anti-clockwise heavy around 24 for Potter's Bar and slow around 16 for the M40. On the census, High Wycombe looking a little busy on the Marlow Hill. That's the A404 uh, northbound as you go towards the Handycross Roundabout. Public transport, there's no report. Problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, 8.17, it is Friday the 29th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sat-navs are leading drivers of cars and lorries to go onto the Luton to Dunstable busway. Roadworks at Hemel Hempstead Old Town were due to be cleared to, away by the end of uh, the day. In football, the MK Dons manager is asking supporters to get behind them as commentary are expected to bring 8,000 fans to this weekend's match. The weather becoming brighter as we go through the day with a high of 11 Celsius. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We are really good at work <laughs> for one hour. Tell you what, if my turkey's not a big fat one for Christmas, I'm going to be very disappointed. If you've got small children or you're a small person, I dwarf, dress as a rabbit, going to a fancy dress party, you are perfectly safe. Roberto Peroni. Bird watchers in Buckinghamshire perking that a pair of falcons will breed there over winter. And we can all say, gentlemen, God bless Leighton Buzzard and that Wonderbra. What an amazing invention. Weekdays from three. Good afternoon. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Roberto. Pepperoni. You have come in, JVS, with a massive grin on your face. Oh, yeah. What's, what's, what's been going on? So yesterday afternoon, yep. after I finished the show, I went out with uh, Bedfordshire's finest traffic cops. Oh, I see, yes. Uh, PC Sam Sparks and, and PC uh, Tanvir Hussein. They yes. took me out in a, uh, in, a, in a police car. I spent about nine hours yesterday. You're grinning like a nine-year-old. This is loved wonderful. It. I absolutely loved but it. But when you go out on these jollies, you don't really get to do a lot, do you? It's just, you know, it's all... Are you joking? Really? Oh, my word, I was stuck in there with someone in a headlock. You name it. They locked me in a cell. I was breathalyzed. You name it. Wow. <laughs> I loved it. We stopped some guy. Go on. I, I don't know if you saw the tweet. I tweeted a picture. No, I missed this, the picture. This guy, he, he was pulled out. We pulled him over because he was on his mobile phone. Oh, dear. So we, uh, we told him off. Anyway, he had in the back of the car, he had these four great big brand new tyres. Yeah. So uh, Tanvir went round to the front of the car and he checked his tyres. Look at one of his front tyres. Oh, my goodness. That's just a, a flat, smooth piece of rubber. I've never seen anything like it. There was absolutely no grip le- left on it whatsoever. Yeah. He got three points. He was banged to rights. D- look at you meeting out justice. You, you, should become, <laughs> you should become like a vigilante or something. At the end of the evening, yeah. we, we got called on a taser job. Oh, dear. Oh, gracious I me. said, don't worry. I'm fully trained. <laughs> taser him! Taser him! Good evening, uh, officer. Sorry to... Taser him! He's saying good evening. He's walking towards me with his hand outstretched. I said, well, you see, they, they were very sensible. I said, can't we just drive past, open the window, and just taser him out the window? <laughs> They wouldn't let that happen. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that. Disappointing. I'd do that. Drive-by taserings. 
on Disapp- a frequent basis. Disappointing that. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Again, is this for public listening? Yeah, or yeah, before your... Christmas. <laughs> What's all this stuff? <laughs> for... I don't know. Stockpiling. I know. Poor Tim. He's got he's got an awful lot of work to yeah, do now. He doesn't really do I've lot. created all this mess. He's got to try and tidy it up. He'll, he'll sprinkle some magic. What's on your show today? Uh, coming up on this morning's big phone-in, do men really need any more than two weeks paternity oh. leave? The government has committed to introducing a year of shared leave for new parents by April 2015. Under the plan, at least 50 weeks of maternity uh, leave could be used by the mother and the father, with just the first two weeks set aside for the new mother's recovery. Nick Clegg has told the BBC the change would allow men to be hands-on fathers and would stop women choosing between a baby and their career. However, the Institute of Directors have described this new plan as a nightmare. Right. Well, from nine this morning, I really want to hear your views on this. Do you think men really need any more than two weeks? I mean, if you and your wife yep. had had the chance when you had your, your two boys, if you'd had the chance of basically sharing mm. a year's leave yep. to look after them between the two of you, would that have been a good thing, Jim? Um No, because at the time I was earning significantly more than my wife. I think if the if the wife is earning more, then it makes sense. My brother-in-law lives in Sweden, where they do this, I think, and they both had you know a great time on maternity and paternity leave. It is those first few months are incredibly important, and I did feel that I was missing out as a parent by not being there more. But what about the businesses that? you know, are, are depending on, on people being at work. I mean, if they're having to, in effect, allow men and women yep. to have time off, mm. quite a lot of time off when they've had a baby, it's going to be a nightmare, isn't it, for businesses? I do feel sorry, not for big corporations like this. They can, they can suck it up. But, but small businesses, when you've got five, six, seven employees, yes, that would be difficult, yes. Well, from nine this morning, I really want to hear your views, your experiences. Do men really need any more than two weeks paternity leave? 08459 You're a fan of uh, good music, aren't you? Oh, I love it. Do you yes. like the pop group ABC? Yes. They did, yes. This is this is this is this is a great song. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, that's the look. The look. Anyway, anyway, so we're celebrating the magic of ABC this morning. Oh. And I've set my team the task of. Uh, I don't know the words. So we set the team the task of getting Martin Sorry about Fry. Contagious. Yes. Well, exactly. We've set the team the task of getting Martin Fry, the lead singer, on to the show this morning. They've never let me down so far. Right. Kelly Betts, Catherine Boyle, you've held his telephone number. You've called him, I hope. What happened? So, uh, found his mobile number from Justin Dealey's look of love. Um, I gave him a call just now. Hi, Martin, Kelly, Three Counties. Lovely to talk to you. Our presenter, Ian Lee, big fan. Wonders if you wanted to come on and have a chat. No. It's most inconvenient. Oh. And hung up. It, so, so what? He hung up? He hung up. Oh, we'll hang up on him. It's most inconvenient and he hung up. He needs more notice. Now, let's not do him a disservice. Maybe he's, maybe he's got a funeral or something today. We just don't know, do we? But still... Or maybe you know he just didn't want to come on the show. Yeah, maybe he didn't like me. You, sh- you should try and call him on your show. <laughs> I don't want him. I had a thought. Maybe it's 20 past eight. Is it? Mm. Uh, well, that's perfect. That's, that's not normal very, for most. Oh, come on. That's a very decent time. You should be up, showered, shaved. Yes. And, wa- and no, write, aging, writing another hit. Yes. Like if you're an ageing pop star, do what you want. I mm. could ring him back again and say, how about March? I, I suggest we don't call Martin Fry, and I suggest we don't play his records anymore. And let us never speak of this again. Thanks very much indeed. Jonathan, thank you very much. No, it's entirely my pleasure. Can you say it like you mean it? <laughs> 
It's telling me to turn right. Oh, no, I got it's the wrong button. Oh, flipping heck. Here we go. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. Now, here's a story. We'll still get Justin's story a little bit later on, but here's a story we were talking about yesterday. Joan Parker been served an eviction notice by Milton Keynes Hospital. Been in the hospital for, for several months. And uh, they were booting her out. Well, today is eviction day for the 82-year-old. So where has she ended up? Uh, her daughter-in-law, Pam, is on the line now. Morning, Pam. Good morning to you. So what's happening today? Right. First of all, if I, if you would allow me to, Joan has just made a little statement to the viewers. She would like me to read Please out very do. short. Yes. I would like to say thank you for everybody's support. I want you all to understand I am not ungrateful for any accommodation offered. Since the brain operation, night times is very scary for me. I have, some not, I have the nightmares where I am in a pool of blood that gets bigger and bigger until I am sick. I had a lady test me and do a report. But since my accident, I have received no help or treatment for this. That's why I am frightened of being put in a bedsit. The Milton Keynes housing promised to work with me. But after four days of asking my son what was happening, they returned a call. I clearly heard this call and they said I would have to move to Woburn Sands in a bedsit. I have already said I can't, I am scared, but feel the council will not be helping me. They are making me look bad. I just want one bedroom to live in and I will go away and live happy and try and help others. Thank you, Joan. So she has, thank you for reading that, Pam. She has been offered a bed sitting woven. Why can't she take that? Uh, For that reason, that she has a night, she has this nightmare. Yeah. The nightmare is the same as when she was found on the floor, but she's lying in a pool of blood. It gets bigger and bigger until she's physically sick. When she wakes up, she immediately goes out of the bedroom. Right. She shuts the door, or she used to go out to the nurse's station, and actually we've been, t- we've been told, can you tell her she's not to come out, you know, not to be wandering around of the night. Mm. So I, I tried to con- convince her why, you know, tell me, you know, what really, really is giving you anxiety of this one room. And she says, if I can't even just get out of my bed and go into another room where I can just forget everything, have a cup of tea, read a book, listen to the radio, do whatever I want to do, but then the nightmare goes away. She's, she's panicking to think she's going to have to sit in the same room, in the yeah. bedroom, which is what they've offered her. Her bed would be in that room. Pam, it would be just a bedroom. What happens today? What time is she getting booted out? OK, what's happened is yesterday we worked very closely after your programme with Age UK. A gentleman called John Simon Knight... A very, very nice man spent the whole day with us, supporting us, and ringing round everywhere and trying to help. He rung Milton Keynes Hospital and asked for, what would you call it, a stay of execution for a week. Mm. So that she, she could stay there while we continued working with them and they continued trying to do something. 
He's looked through all the case history and, and everything and agrees, uh, you know, uh, of why we should try and help this lady. Uh, Milton Keynes Hospital said they could not give her another week and that they would give us till Wednesday if we put it in writing. Okay. The gentleman that he spoke to was very helpful. So you've got until Wednesday, and you're, so, ho- you're hoping yeah. this gentleman from Age UK might be able to help. Might be able to help. Now, we've made a, a, a provision, should that not happen, um, the house here, which was where she came back to, and she collapsed and had to go back in hospital, mm. which has several stairs, so she would only be able to, you know, be in there overnight and we would have to take a, take turns to take her uh, to work or do something. Is, so which, which house? Is that not the house that she sold? No, no. Oh, that's okay. completely, you nice. know, gone. Okay. It's, it's gutted. So, um, no, this would be with us here. Right. Now, what oh, the, house, the housing will not work with us. They put a statement out um, saying that she will be offered uh, several... Um, in fact, I've put it in front of me, uh, a selection, they said, um, to the newspaper, a selection of houses to look at. Um, When we got them on the phone, they said they would not be offering her anything other than that bedsit. When we told her about Joan and this fear, because Joan was sitting there, we said, do not have any moral obligation or anything like that, or take into account what Joan is telling you. She said, no, we have covered our legal requirements. Pam, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on. Maybe we can speak to you next Wednesday or Thursday to find out what's going on. Lots of love uh, to Joan. And hopefully, hopefully, for her sake, this can all get sorted out because it uh, must be very stressful. Thank you very much indeed, Pam Parker, Joan's daughter-in-law. 8.30, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A41 is closed in both directions between Waddeston and the Cotton Wheel roundabout in Aylesbury. It's after an accident. Um, all emergency services are attending and the roads are going to be blocked for some time, causing quite a few queues there. The M25 anti-clockwise still a little heavy around 24 for Potter's Bar. In Bricketwood, the North Orbital is queuing at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. And on the census, the A5 past Dunstable is slow in both directions. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. Bus drivers say something needs to be done to prevent people driving down the Luton to Dunstable busway before someone gets hurt. They say lorries and cars are ending up on it by mistake. The roadworks in the Hemel Hempstead Old Town are due to be suspended today. It's to allow shopkeepers to take advantage of Christmas trade. The family of a Luton man jailed for 18 years for his part in the Birmingham riots says they will continue their fight against his sentence. Wayne Collins-Taylor takes his appeal to the High Court one week from today. The weather, cloudy this morning but turning brighter this afternoon with maybe some sunshine, a high of 11 Celsius. Under sport and in football, MK Dons manager Carl Robinson is asking supporters to help the team get through their sticky patch. The Dons come up against Coventry this weekend at Stadium MK, with the visitors expected to bring nearly 8,000 fans. Robinson wants his own supporters to help his side. This is difficult at the moment for us all. We don't want to be where we are. We may lose, we may draw, we may win Saturday. 
that's in the hands of what we do at three o'clock. Listen, the preparation will be as good as it always is. Yeah. Um, but we need you just for, just for this period of time. Get us over the line. Get us through games. In late loan deals yesterday, MK Dons loaned striker Isel McLeod to Northampton and defender John Ostenenbor to Tranmere. Earlier, the Dons signed Barnsley winger Dale Jennings. Luton Town are being loaned defensive trio Alfie Mawson, Joe Davis and Pelly Ruddock from Brentford, Port Vale and West Ham, respectively. Meanwhile, the Hatters loaned JJ O'Donnell to Hyde and Jim Stevenson to Dartford. Stevenage manager Graeme Wesley says he's fed up with the image which is portrayed of his club ahead of the visit to Shrewsbury. The borough have been hit by suspensions this season and Wesley says officials are being swayed by the image they have of Stevenage. Managers are out there talking about big, physical, strong. Um, The reality is that we're smaller, mobile, agile, quick players. Absolutely nothing like the image that gets portrayed. And yet, game after game after game, we're seeing these sort of inconsistencies going on in the referee. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's telling me to turn right. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots to talk about in the last 30 minutes of the show, including... Well, make ginger taunts a hate crime, says the father of a girl found dead in the woods. Very sad story. It's in the mail and some of the other papers. Helena Farrell, um, believed to have killed herself because of um, abuse she was getting. A lot of it about her being ginger. Hmm. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Do we need to um, crack down a little harder on, on people who have gin- uh, who abuse people with ginger hair? Or is it just a little bit of harmless fun? wasn't harmless fun in this instance, was it? 08459 455 555. Got some uh, texts about the uh, busway. Um, the King of Bedfordshire has texted in. Uh, King of Bedfordshire here, use your eyes more when driving, then you won't go onto the busway. Um, Wakar says, Ian, I'm surprised this wasn't thought of during the design. They should have put in those automatic bollards that lower and raise when a bus inf- is in front of it. And Jody and Luton says, could someone please depose the King of Bedfordshire? Oh, there's dissent in the ranks. I'm getting fed up of having to curtsy and refer to him as your majesty from his long-suffering wife-to-be. Jody, you're going to be the flipping queen, love. Suck it up. Make the most of it. Deary me. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now, last month, we told you how shopkeepers in Hemel were hopping mad about roadworks that were overrunning and killing trade. The Town Council and Hertfordshire County both agreed it was terrible. But when we asked which one had the power to put a rocket under the construction company responsible, whose workers were frequently spotted dozing and walking their dogs, they both pointed the finger at each other. Here's what decorum leader Andrew Williams told me earlier. On several, several occasions with the contractor and with the county council, who are who are the, you know the, the, who have let the contract. You know, it's the county council that are managing the, uh, the the Jackson's contract because they are the and we're paying the county council. We haven't engaged the contractor ourselves, so when we have an issue, we go to either the contractor or to the county council and ask them to to look at it. For- but they did say the roadworks would definitely be gone by now in time for the Christmas rush. This is what Sanjay Patel from Hearts Highways told me a few weeks ago. So when will the roadworks that are there now, when will they be gone and people can use that road? Um, we're looking to finish by uh, mid-November in terms of oh. um, getting most of the works. Car- um, we've got already open complete um, on the high street and then come back in January. Uh, 
we want to um, hold... So hang on, the road the road will be will be open so people can drive down by mid-November? Yes. Yeah. No, they're not. Conservative councillor Terry Duris is Hertfordshire County Council's cabinet member for highways. Terry, what's going on? Good morning, Ian, and uh, 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 pleased to be referred to previously as a, fr- a good friend of the show. Oh, so, you, you uh, are a good friend of the show, Terry. It's always good sport, and we appreciate you. it. Why, why are the roadworks still there? Well, the roadworks are still there because the actual job is is much more complicated and complex than than we probably f- at first thought um, in terms of what we found under the roads. But I mean, looking forward, um, what I can say is that uh, all the red and yellow or red and white uh, uh, bollards, if you like, that are on the left on the right-hand side of the road are going to be removed by close of play today. Um, the road actually pretty much has been kept open for the vast, vast majority of the time, although controlled by stop-go boards. Um, so people have actually been able to get up there. And Hertfordshire has worked very closely with the uh, the businesses in the ta- in the old town. Uh, it's also worked very closely with Nishkana at uh, Decorum Borough Council to make sure that we do maintain as much as possible um, the access to, to the shops and the premises, the business premises. So, Terry, end of play today, will yeah. everything be gone? Will that road be back to normal? No, uh, it won't be back to normal. Well, th- n- what do you mean by normal? Because what we're looking at is changing the whole road, and that's been the whole emphasis of the works that we've been doing. Um, because the road was originally two-way, as you know. Um, it's now going to be a one-way okay. street, narrow. Will the roadworks be, be there at the end of play today? Uh, the roadworks the the road will actually be cleared, right. and they will be then suspended until early January, okay. when as, uh, the remaining roadworks will be complete, uh, completed. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm full of cold this morning, so apologies. Don't you worry about that. Now, wh- whose fault is this? The contractors? You, you had to install CCTV, didn't you, to monitor their, in inverted commas, work? We, we did install CCTV um, to see how things were progressing along, and I wouldn't say that specific, specifically to monitor their work, but actually to just be aware of what was going on and also looking at making sure that there was the minimum disruption for traffic going along that road. Um, who, who, who's responsible? I think actually... Um, and I don't want to sound glib about this, but history is a bit responsible because there's been it's a very old road, there's been an awful lot of things that have changed over the years, over the decades, and some of the details that we actually had um, for the statutory utility uh, companies, they, they weren't as up-to-date as they might have been, and so we were going along, and as people were, uh, pay, the pavement particularly on the right hand side where there's over a hundred different items that we've found. Um, some, many of them weren't actually uh, recognised so we've had, make, we've had to do it as we go along. History played a part but, 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 but there have been accusations <laughs> of, of... Sorry. No, that's alright, I know you're poorly there have been accusations of, of lazy workmen, haven't there? So th- th- they have to take part of the responsibility I think, to be perfectly honest, I think there's a, a number of uh, elements that have to take responsibility. I, I think that, um, if you like, perhaps given the benefit of hindsight, and that's e- always easy to say, we would have done things differently. I think there's actually 
one very good thing that has come out of this. Um, and the Core and Borough Council, who we have worked very closely with, have formed, in conjunction with ourselves, uh, a business forum for the businesses. And that's actually going to can continue and, and carry forward in the future. And that will actually help develop the businesses. Can I just make one pl it's, it's a shameless plug. Um, poor old Alberto's restaurant um, suffered terribly because there was a, a electricity supply problems outside. Those have now been resolved um, by UK Power Networks and, and Alberto's will be restored and their access and their uh, image will be restored at the end of the day today. Uh, a good plug, well done. Uh, last time you <laughs> came on, Terry, you spoke to uh, our reporter, Justin Dealey. Have maybe, listen, maybe not. Yeah, maybe. He, have a listen. Here's what happened when he asked you whether Hearts County Council had let local traders down. I think you're... I think you're leading me into... Uh, no, no, it's a simple question. Have you let the traders down? No, no I'm, Justin, I'm not going to do it. It's just one simple question. Have you let the traders down? I think that sort of question and the, any answer to that is going to be subjective. Just a yes or a no. As a politician, you always have to counter every answer that you give. But it's a yes or no answer. But it is, though, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe not. Just a yes or a no. Terry, I'm sorry, I need to get an answer. It's just a yes or a no. Have you let the traders down here? Going forward, I think the traders will be the beneficiaries of what we are doing in the old high street. Going forward. Everyone says that. Everyone says, you know, come next year, this high street's going to be great. But as we stand here right now, have you let them down, yes or no? That's a question I don't think I can answer. Well, Terry, can you answer it now? Have you let the traders down, yes or no? I don't think we have let the... Tra I, I think it's been very difficult for the traders, and I think the, the, the choices that we would have had, and, and this was one of the choices that we put to the traders, and we said, would you like us to do this? And they said, absolutely not. We want it suspended, and we want to keep the road open. It's a bit like some of the, the works on the railways. We could have closed the whole road for a period of time, and, and there would have been no access whatsoever, and we'd have worked completely across the, the board on the road. But that would have, I think, been hugely more disruptive to the traders and so if you like we've we've worked to some extent it piecemeal way to actually keep the road as much as possible open and the business is operating um and 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 that has actually prolonged the dare i say it the prolonged the pain um rather than having a sort of a short sharp um, um, agony while we did it okay terry we have to end it there thank you very much indeed you answer the question thank you terry duris and he is a friend of the show he always comes back. Whenever we give him, he always comes back and he puts forward his point. Conservative Councillor Terry Duris, Hertfordshire County Council's Cabinet Member for Highways. Uh, now, earlier on, we uh, Tony Fisher, I think, our reporter who was investigating Satnavs, has been terribly, terribly lost. Let's just see if he's managed to find his way back to the studios yet. It's telling me to turn right. He's fallen down a hole. He's uh, completely, completely lost. On the subject of uh, abuse directed towards ginger people, Adams in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Um, I just want to give my point on the subject um, about the ginger abuse that's occurring. Go on. OK, well, they're going to go for a little uh, cheeky little laugh there. Excellent stuff. Um, see, now, someone has, has tweeted this, OK? Dave Kitson, the footballer, has bright ginger hair. I listened to the crowd at QPR sing Kitson's mum's a what's-it non-stop for 30 minutes bit of fun or abuse 08459 four double five five double five. by the way if you want to fill up and do prank calls please do please do 
It's how I got started in radio. It genuinely is. You've got to be a lot quicker, a lot funnier, and a lot cleverer than that. Okay? If you're going to do it, put some effort into it, okay? Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, boss. Good morning, Dave. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I recognise this voice. Yeah, it's boss. You're You're the Dave that's banned, aren't you? No. There we go. I don't, you can't... Listen, Dave, you've got to be... I just said, you've got to be a lot cleverer than that to get past me. Dave, you have been banned from this show. Lifetime ban. You're not getting on. OK? I'd recognise that ridiculous accent anywhere. He's not going to get on. Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the telephone number. Right, let's go to John in Luton. Morning, John. Good morning, boss. John, what can I do for you? This busway, where these vehicles are getting on... Yes? Where are they getting on to the busway? Well, at, w- at one of the entrances. Yeah, it, it must be Hitching Road. Right. Right, so if they turn, if they're coming from Luton and going to Hitching, they turn left, which they can easily do. Right. Yes. Right, so the SAPNAV people haven't been told this, that Mid- Midland Road, is no long- uh, Station Road, no longer exists. Why hasn't the council informed the SAPNAV and why have they informed the map people? I don't think it's as easy as just informing the sat-nav. You can't pick it up as my little boy does and go, it says, take me home. doesn't work like that. Take that road out. It's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But they've got to sort out Station Road. Yep. Is, is, this is, seems to me is the main um, argument of what, how cars and lorries are getting up there because when you come under the bridges, yep. you can either turn left and turn right dead easy. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. And knowing to the drivers, if they're coming from a broad, uh, from a distance, they're going to go into Station Road, which is coming up to go to the railway station. Mm. But they're not. They're going on to a busway. John, excellent point. Well made. Thank you very much, John in Luton. Uh, always welcome on the show. 08459 455 555. It's 8.46. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A41 still closed in both directions between Waddeston and the Cotton Wheel roundabout in Aylesbury. That's after an accident where emergency services are attending. The road's going to be blocked for some time and it's causing quite a few queues. Also in Aylesbury, Cold Harbour Way is partially blocked in both directions near the golf course after a car's broken down. The M25 anti-clockwise looking heavy again between 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. In Brickerwood, the North Orbital is queuing at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout and on public transport, there's no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Speak to you before nine. Right, 8.47 or thereabouts, Friday the 29th of November. My weekend starts in about 13 minutes. I hope yours does too. These are your headlines. Bus drivers say someone is going to get hurt if people continue to drive onto the Luton to Dunstable busway by mistake. Milton Keynes Hospital has suspended its eviction order on 82-year-old Joan Parker until next Wednesday. In football, the MK Dons manager is asking supporters to get behind them as Coventry are expected to bring 8,000 fans to this weekend's match. Blimey. Right, let's get the uh, weather news now. Here's Elizabeth. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Perhaps a little bit of drizzle around at times, but uh, mostly dry today. Quite a cloudy morning. It's fairly mild as well. We've got eight degrees at the moment right across the three counties. It's going to feel cooler into the afternoon, but we'll also have some clearer air. So I think we'll see some good spells of sunshine around this afternoon. Um, just a bit of a northwesterly breeze, going to feel quite blustery, taking the edge off the temperatures. A little bit of a wind chill. Highs this afternoon, eight or nine degrees. Again, 48 in Fahrenheit overnight tonight. A few isolated showers, perhaps over parts of Hertfordshire. Temperatures dipping to four or five degrees. Still windy, and still windy into tomorrow. Though the winds will start to die down. Best of tomorrow, tomorrow's brightness is going to be over western areas. So Buckinghamshire not doing too badly. Some sunny spells here. Otherwise, mostly dry and rather cloudy over the weekend. That's the forecast. Thank you. What is BBC Three Counties Radio? It's about where I live with my family. It's about my family and the issues that we face. It's a place dedicated to local news, entertainment and music. BBC Three Counties Radio is a friend. It's fun. This radio station is the glue that holds together Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire. We just keep it together. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Why didn't I make that trail? I gave my views on what BBC Three counties radio why wasn't i in there i heard david priva i heard helen lee uh, i heard uh, roberto well, why, hang on a second I, I gave my views on that and i wasn't in there you say my views were, were good enough my line was better than a thing about glue I, I had a glue line i got rid of the glue line i thought i can do better than the glue line i wasn't in there Catherine. let's not get cross and start hitting out people. no i'm getting cross oh let's i want to listen to that again just in case let's have a listen to this right so what, let's have a listen here we go what is bbc right. three counties radio it's about david priva right? with my family oh it's about my family oh it's about your family is it we face it's a, really good it's point. a place dedicated to local news right. entertainment so helen's is good music yeah. bbc three counties radio is it's a toby. friend it's fun. it really is though isn't radio it station he's right the glue that holds together Bedfordshire. I had a glue no, I think line. You summed it up beautifully. But we just keep it together. This is right. BBC. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So we'll not do... like Prit stick though. That peels off. No. It's more of a super glue. Right. Okay. So this is what. Right, so this is you what stick happened. Your when I, I was asked to, to take part in this, and this is what happened. Okay. So right. What is BBC Three Counties Radio? Ed. It's like a radio station where we uh, take phone calls and we talk about busways and stuff. Speaking of which, could you just take a phone call, please? Why? Avril. Oh, sorry. Avril. Hello, Avril. Hello. Cool. That was a bit boring. I don't wonder they didn't have you on there. I beg your pardon. I'm very rude. No, it wasn't. It, okay. it, it, it was oh, not right. totally... Avril. I'll I'm just Avril. saying... Uh, hang on no. a minute. Look, Prince Harry has red hair. I bet yes. nobody takes a pee out of him. Well, I bet, I bet his brother does. Well, yes, they do, because you're a family. I've got a lot of redheads in my family. Yes. And nobody ever gets upset about it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's Ginger and that girl who, who, who could probably killed herself who got strawberry blonde hair. Yes. You say I'm not Ginger. Okay. I'm strawberry blonde. What, what, I've got a question for you, Avril. Yeah. What is BBC Three Counties Radio to you? What it, what it, it's sort of a comfort blanket for me all morning. That's quite dull. That's that's not as good as mine. Uh, ask me. Well, what does it mean to you? Well, it's uh, a radio station where we play Robbie Williams and we talk about busways. Yes, I know. Well, well that's, that's obvious, isn't it? But it's, it's, it's better than the comfort blanket. What, you get a lot of... You know, you're very ageist, which does annoy me a bit. Very ageist. I beg your pardon. What do you, what do you mean, ageist? I think old people can be really, really lovely if they sit still. 
Yes, you see, what, what I mean, giving up driving when you're 75. You won't say that, young man, when you get to 75. Good grief. Um, you, you know, but we it's nearly all older um, people, well, Oh, obviously, because otherwise you'll work. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do is yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do the jingle together. So when the lady asks the question, you come in with your answer. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, no, hang on. That's the travel. No, no, ignore that. <laughs> oh, blimey, now we're going to get in trouble. Hang on, hang on a second. Right, I'll sort this out. I'll be with you in a second, Keisha. We've got, we've got a guest in the studio. We're going to play some music in a minute. Right, so have a listen, and then when she asks the question, you do it. What is BBC Three Counties Radio? It's about where I live. Oh. It's a, it's a comfort and a blanket, and it keeps you feeling nice and warm, connected to all the local people. It's a comfort and a blanket now. It was a comfort blanket a minute uh, ago. No, it is indeed. You right. need that when okay. you get getting old. Then I'll do my one. Yes. It's a place where we speak the truth and tell old people they shouldn't be driving anymore. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. excuse me. Um, yes, I, I won't say. I, I'm not allowed to say anything rude on the radio, am I? No, you're certainly not. So we'll say goodbye. Thank you very much indeed. How rude! Uh, right, Friday we like to have a little bit of music. We've got uh, Keisha music. Hello, Keisha. Hello. You're all right. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, you've got no, you've got your ukulele there. I have. Which I'm, I'm a huge fan of the ukulele. I'm Are a big you? fan. How long have you been playing it for? Um, just over a year. Taught myself how to play last year. It's good fun to learn, isn't it? Because it's quite. It's really quite straightforward. Rewarding. Yeah, exactly. My, so, my mate got me one a few years ago. I was like, oh, right, yeah, thanks. Then a horrible, wet, rainy day, I got it out, went on YouTube. Within 20 minutes, I'd learnt two Beatles songs. <laughs> so what are you going to play for us? Um, I've got a cover prepared, which yeah. was Maroon 5, Sunday Morning. Lovely. And I've got one of my own songs, which is quite new, and I haven't even... I think I've performed it live, but mm. nobody around Shall we have your own song first? Do you want to hear that yeah, one? Yeah, away first? you go. Let's check I'm in tune quickly. Oh, yeah, that'll be it. That'll help. I don't know if I'm in tune, so we've just got to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do. Away you go. No, I'm definitely not in tune. <laughs> that'll have to do. No! 
Fantastic. Well done. Excellent stuff. Is it true that you've done a Spice Girls cover that the Spice Girls quite like? Yes. Excellent. About nine months ago, I did a, a reggae opera version of Spice Up Your Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victoria Beckham's PR people sent me a message saying, this is amazing, we wow. absolutely love it, you should carry on. And then about a couple of weeks ago, mm. I had a whole load of uh, Mel B fans from various countries in Europe find it and then they just sent it to her like you need to listen to this and then they reposted that it's been reposted by Mel B and it's gone a bit mental so I've been called they were calling me Soul Spice and I should join for the reunion that'll be good wouldn't it be a few quid you go busking you do lots of busking Yes. Uh, do you enjoy that? I did busking years ago. I used, I used to be very anxious. I heard about you and busking. I, I heard that you don't think there's any good buskers. I've heard about this. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I, you may be the exception that proves the rule. Of course I am. Slightly. There's a lot of good buskers out yeah. there. There are. There okay. are. You were wrong about that. Okay. As long as they don't <laughs> do it anywhere near me. If people want to find out more about you, Keisha, where can they go? Twitter or Facebook, and everything's just forward slash. Keisha Music, K-I-S-H-A Music. Lovely. Okay, listen, we, we're running out of time. I, c- can you give us th- this Maroon 5 song? If I put my hand up, that means carry on playing, but stop if you wouldn't singing. stop singing, if you, yeah. you, the rules have been explained. They have been explained. All right, away you go. terrible asking you to stop singing because you've got an amazing voice. Keep playing though, thank you very much. Let's get the latest travel news now. Alice, over to you. The A41 still closed in both directions between Waddeston and Cottonwheel roundabout in Aylesbury. That's after an accident causing quite a few queues. Also in Aylesbury, Cold Harbour Way is partially blocked in both directions near the golf course after a car's broken down. M25 anti-clockwise still heavy between 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. On public transport, Greater Anglia have delays of up to 20 minutes between Liverpool Street and Bishop Stortford. This is Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Keisha, thank you so much for coming in. It sounds amazing, right? That's it. That's your lot, dear listener. Have a nice weekend. New podcast comes out later. JVS up next, but from me till Monday at 6, ta-ta.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do men really need any more than two weeks paternity leave? The government has committed to introducing a year of shared leave.